Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Super Show podcast, the weekly gaming podcast that brings you all you need to know from the wonderful world of games. I'm your host this week, Jamie, and joining me, as ever, the Holy Trinity reunited once again, although we're rarely ever apart. Chris is here. Hello. <laughs> wow, enthusiasm, love it. Jonesy, give me a little bit more. <laughs> Howdy, Jamie. It's hey, great to be hey, back with there you. There we go. Week. Thank you so much for hosting. Oh, you know what? It's an absolute pleasure. You guys know how much I love doing this. That's why I put my name forward every week, week in, week out, without fail. And if you guys didn't put me down so much, if you guys didn't deny me wow. the opportunity, I'd be hosting every week. But but here we are. Yeah. This is the reality. Ha- Jamie, what does it feel like to live your life as a lie? <laughs> Do you know what? They call it imposter syndrome, don't they? Where you, where you, don't, <laughs> you don't feel like you belong in the situation you're in. And that, that, that is my reality every waking moment. I wake up and I'm like, I shouldn't be on the Super Show podcast. What am I doing here? I don't know anything about gay. I can't host. I can't tell jokes. <laughs> but here we go. We just have to make do. You know what, Chris? Mm. A famous comedian once said in life, you don't choose the hand you're dealt. But here I am. I've got a seat at the table. I've just got to play my cards right. You with me? Who said that? Deep. So deep. Alan Partridge. <laughs> right, okay. Yeah. No wonder. I yeah. base a lot of my life decisions off him. Anyway. This is, believe it or not, a gaming podcast, uh, and we are available on a number of different platforms. You might be watching us on YouTube right now. You might be listening to us on a podcast platform of your choice, whatever you're doing. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. And hey, uh, why not stretch your legs a little bit like, and push the boat Ooh. out? If you're watching on YouTube this week, you could listen to us on Spotify next week. If you're listening to us on Spotify right now, you could watch us on YouTube next week. Mix it up. We're also on social media platforms like Twitter, at SuperShowPod. You can message us. I don't know if we'll reply. It's a waiting game right now, to be honest. It yeah, probably depends. Yeah. Like, what, like, what would you say the variable is? How engaging the message is? No, it's it's if I can be bothered to change my Twitter around to the Super Show Twitter and check. I'll do it right now. Let's have a look. Oh, one notification. <laughs> do you know what? Let, let's do, uh, let's, okay. let's do a live Twitter response on the podcast to prove that we are social media savvy. Um, well, no one's messaged us in a long time. Um, we <laughs> shout right. out we, this Twitter handle. We don't handle. say anything. No, fuck no, I'll tell you. Jonesy. We say at no. Super Show Pod at the beginning of every single one of these fuckers. Yeah, but, no, people, but I mean, people the, don't the Super us. Show. The Super Show Twitter never mess, never tweets anything. It's always we do it from our own ones, and we always tag Super Show, but we never actually yeah. message from Super Show. Wait, yeah, are the Super Show's DM, are the Super Show's DMs open? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right, yeah. ch- oh, wow. ch- okay. check the Super Show's DMs live <clears> on there. Okay, so uh, a brand new uh, DM from uh, Jamie uh, huh. with the tag uh, uh, at Full Fat Jamie. And underneath, okay. for some reason, it just says movie magic. And he yep. says, fuck you. So I'm going oh, okay. to give that a heart. <laughs> and I'm going to say, fuck you. So I'm too. getting notifications on my phone for some reason. Not sure why. Mm, there we go. Weird. I don't know. Yeah, do us a favor. If you're listening to this or watching this, open your app, get onto Twitter and just DM us, fuck you. And then we'll have lots of yeah. lovely send Jamie, Send Jamie dick pics. Don't no, I, I'm, no. I'm going to step in. Host privileges here. I'm going to say don't do either of those things. But actually, maybe you, you can DM us <laughs> if you want. Okay, the DMs are open for reason. Just say something nice. All can I can I get can I get some can I get some boob pics, male or female? I don't care. Just you know, can we have an cleavage. inspirational message or two? Oh, inspirational quotes inspirational like the cats message. that's like hang in there. That's <laughs> that's an interesting moral quandary. Are you allowed to openly solicit like nudes? 
Are you allowed to go on a platform like this and just say, hey, I want nudes, send them to me, please? I don't know. Yeah, for, just in case, that was a joke. I mean, yeah, if you send, also, them, if you send them, that's all right, but it was a joke. I wonder, because remember... <clears throat> that's what Chris DeLea got in trouble for, right? <laughs> yeah, but he did it with like 15-year-olds. Yeah, he, he was like he was like quite oh, literally right, like, okay. hold on, hold on. Are you under 16? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, it's cool. No, there's, there's also, not to get into the whole Chris DeLea no, like, No thing, pedophile Chris DeLea. <laughs> Jesus. But he's also one of those ones where it's this weird where in the leaks there were also messages where he was doing the opposite, like finding out how young someone was and then being like, whoa, no, I'm not talking to you. So it's like, eh, Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't know enough about it. But nothing shocks me anymore after the whole cannibal uh, realization of Army Hammer. I love that. Honestly, that that is like, that's peak we're living in a simulation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I I was trying to give that the best reading I could possibly give it. Like, is there any situation where that stuff is is not as bad as it sounds? And the only thing I can come up with is it, even even if some insanely hot woman was trying to get you to join in her crazy fantasies, and you were just trying to make stuff up, it's still mental. But like, yeah, it it just seems so fucking left field that it just doesn't seem true. And yet the dude's been cancelled. He's been cancelled left, right, and centre. Like yeah, he's like I want to snap off your ribs and nibble on them or some shit. Like, oh, okay, dude. Yeah, I think maybe got, maybe, uh, just, maybe just go and play some some cod. Okay. Yeah. Maybe go to Bodine's and get yourself some burnt ends. Like, you know. <laughs> Bodine's check is out a barbecue some... joint, for those who don't know. <laughs> yes. Check out some decent barbecue, mate. You haven't got to be nibbling on raw woman ribs. I, I love that weird. idea. The implication that every single barbecue that happens around the world is really just uh, cannibals trying to suppress their <laughs> urges from eating human flesh. <laughs> Man. No, I'm saying it's a better alternative. It was like, it was like no, that, I agree with that. Yeah, it was like oh, that, one, one thing. Yeah, so one thing I didn't include in the catch up that I should have put in there is that um, we had oh. a barbecue. Yeah, we did. I, I mean, kind of haven't got to the catch up yet, but yeah. No, but no. just reminding me, I'm going to make a note of it so that I remember to mention it because uh, Jones, you wouldn't be the first time he uh, blew his blew it too early, but uh, <laughs> definitely not. We'll get there. Yeah. Talking but about on, premature on the, ejaculation the whole, for anyone that can't read undertones. I've got two kids. On the whole cannibal barbecue thing, do you remember that scene in in um, Michael Bay's seminal film, Pain and Gain, where The Rock was trying to dispose of a body, so he chopped him up and started barbecuing them? Or Bry, if you're from oh, South Africa. Oh, jeez. You know, I don't remember that scene. It was mental. That that movie is so good, dude. I don't know why. Like, It's, it's schlocky it's and cheesy. It's based on a true story, It's right? based on a true story, yeah. but it's just so fucking mental with Michael Bay's <laughs> mental fucking style. It just, it just works. And of, yeah, of course, you've got um, known Mark, racist Mark, Mark Wahlberg in it. So, <laughs> yep, true, true. And I, I think I feel like Michael Bay is a known something or other. Uh, let's call him a known pest for now. Like some people, have, that yeah. fits. Yeah, that fits. I mean, yeah. you know, there's all that Megan Fox stuff, right? And the, and Scarlett Johansson. Oh, the Scarlett Johansson oh, yeah. was the reverse, wasn't it? She wanted to get her baps out in the island, and Michael <laughs> Bay said no. What? I'm pretty sure that's the story. All the more reason. Who would say him. no to that? That's insane. I don't know. I would have made. I would have done what the '90s action directors did, and I would have included a really random scene that it was completely uncalled for. Just gone. There you go. Pop them out. Yeah. Pop them up. So speaking yeah. of popping them out, let's talk about this uh, solicitation that I've alleged to have done. But <clears throat> it's almost like because you asked the question, Jamie, like, is that a legal thing? It might not be legal, or it might be legal, but it's certainly a grey area. But. I, Why I'm, would it be a grey area? <clears throat> if you go, if you record something where you go, if you're like obviously, if you're a of an adult of age, pop some pics in the thing. How would that be 
not legal? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I guess but, but maybe just, the grey area just kind is like, what yeah. if someone solicitation underage did be, respond? Then that would be, yeah, because then you'd be, I guess, soliciting pics from a minor, so that's different. Yeah. Right? It's How about weird, no man. one sends pictures? Yeah, no, no one sends any nudes don't, no of any kind. Anything. So you're saying I'm not going to get age-appropriate pictures? don't oh. worry. Later in the news that we talk about, there are some avenues for you there to uh, sort that area of your life out. Oh, so yeah. I mean, yeah. but uh, before we get onto the news and start talking <laughs> about video games, I will give a quick mention uh, to Paisley Radio. For anyone that doesn't know, this show is played live on digital radio at paisleyradio.com every Thursday at 10 p.m. And then it's repeated, yeah. in case you miss it, on Mondays, same time. So uh, if ever you feel like you want to experience the Super Show podcast in a slightly different way, maybe a live yeah. way, maybe get the adrenaline rush of, oh, what if I'm not there in time for the start and I miss the first 30 seconds? Then... Uh, <laughs> PaisleyRadio.com is the place yeah. to be. Although, after the conversation we just had, it also might be the last place, that uh, the last time we're on there. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, we can't be too surprised if ever we get the message being like, hey, it's been a good run, but uh, you're, you've, been, no you've been arrested and the deal's off. <laughs> Um, oh, I actually, I actually learnt this week, quite randomly, um, of one of Paisley's famous sons, which apparently is Gerard Butler. He's from Paisley. Oh, oh there, you there you go. Maybe we should King Midas himself. Speak to the people yeah. at Paisley Radio and see if there's an opportunity to get him on the on the Super Show. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, a bit, of, the, bit of a crossover. Yeah, the guest lineup. It's been like, it's like Steph, Martin, Sam, and then Gerard Butler. <laughs> Can you? That would be, that'd be so sick, dude. That's the glow. Oh, met, should we just try and get him on like social media and just randomly message him and be like, "Hey, Gerard, do you want to come on our podcast?" We could do one of those one of those videos that were like um, really popular on YouTube. What was it like two years ago? Like, I DM'd one hundred uh, celebrities. <laughs> this yeah. is how many replied. It'll be Zero. like you know when when an actress like randomly agrees to go to prom with some like when Mila Kunis <laughs> right. goes to like the the dance with the soldier guy. If one of us just pretends to be a veteran, no one can see our legs. We can pretend we've lost one in Vietnam or what have you. I reckon he's going to get right involved. You say, look, I'm a huge fan of the major motion picture gamer. <laughs> I've always, here's a question about the whole gamer? prom thing, right? What I've never understood. So American movies will have me believe that the whole point of prom is that afterwards you get some, right? Okay. You, you bang. Big time bang. You, yeah. you bang. If you're going to take a celeb like Mila Kunis or whoever, you're not going to get any. So surely you're then just signing yourself up to not get any after prom. So maybe all the you know the people who message celebs and then go, isn't it amazing she came into prom? It's like actually you've probably sort you know done yourself. Yeah, but you know something. what I I wonder with with today's bang. incels if uh, the the clout is is better than the bang, you know? Yeah. Oh, so it's so it's all about clout. I, I reckon for be, the younger generation, clout's pretty up there. To be, to be I honest, it's like, off the I, that, that's why they've got that meme where it's like, yeah, sex is good, but have you ever tried eggs? It's like, oh, fuck off, just sex is good, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever tried eggs? No. <laughs> is that X, what it was? Eggs, like whatever. Like, oh. As, as a I thought fucking, you said, have you ever tried eggs? What is it? Like a, a fucking placeholder. <laughs> Oh, have you ever tried oh, eggs? I mean, to be honest, there probably is someone who's tweeting that, like, yeah, sex is good and everything, but have you ever it's tried just scrambled eggs? So, someone taking a selfie, they're in a full tuxedo, but instead of having a girl on their arm, they're just holding a plate with an omelette on it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I bet Gordon Ramsay makes some kick-ass scrambled eggs. Yeah. Maybe, he probably does. Do you know what? Yeah. It's, it's going to be... You mentioned clout. It's like... Uh, I'm sure it's the same for you guys. I did have something akin to a prom, like whatever the UK version of it was. Yeah. And between the age I am and my phone, my school stance on phones, like I don't remember people there 
taking pictures for Instagram. Like, we didn't have Instagram pages. We weren't making TikToks. The pictures I was taking was fucking analog. There's no digital. It's just like, well, here's my my one roll of film that I'm going to use for this fucking dance. All right, cool. Yeah. I want to say, I, I can't remember if they did have them, but that would have been around the time when I was still, if I went to like a wedding or something, and they still did the thing where they would leave disposable cameras on each table. Oh, so yeah, yeah, like yeah. Snap pics. Yeah. And I think they used to do that um, sort of yeah. prom stuff yeah. as well. But I don't so, there's something fun about that, though. There's something fun about not knowing yeah, what kind of a picture you took. And yeah. then, and like having a fucking wild night, and then the next day going getting those pictures developed, and they're going to pick them up and see that they're all like half of them are of your testicles and then you feel like really like oh shit this this dude is giving me these pictures to see my balls okay well yeah. there you go and uh speaking of chris's balls mm. how about we give some shout outs to some patrons <laughs> given that they are forever emblazoned on your testicles on my he'll, he'll have to, he's gonna have to prove it one day <clears throat> yeah i'll prove it i'll prove it right now buddy we'll have to take the full frontal name to the next level we'll we'll, we'll get deep platformed but you know there you go that's that's um, the, that's the price you pay sometimes Hey, it's worked out well for some people in the past. We could just go hard alt-right and, you know, we'll be on Parlor or wherever you have to go. Pornhub. <laughs> we'll make it work. Um, anyway, before we get to Parlor and Pornhub, we are still on YouTube and the whole thing is made possible by your support <laughs> on Patreon. The link to go to if you want to check out what we've got to offer and how you can help us is patreon.com forward slash super show. But for now, we've got some shout outs to give to the folks that are already helping us along on this Ridiculous 70-episode long journey. So shout-outs to Anthony Muncy, Aaron Cameron, Athletic Gravy, Hacksaw Bookread, Jesper Camdell Nielsen, Jovella Cujo, Leo Merger, Lonnie Thompson, Magic Grits, Mindful Pig, Nathan Pierce, Pastors Guild, Scary Omen, Starful Kid, Zach Cream, and their head honchos, the big dogs, Shellshock, Manuel Guerrero, Peaswad, and The Dude Abides. Thank you all so much for your patronage and for, as I said, helping us along on this ridiculous journey that somehow... We are all still on, right, lads? Oh, I love. Um, I, honestly, I fucking love our patrons, and not just that. I love our community because obviously, you know, patrons come and go, but you still get access to the Discord server, and yeah, it's just it's just nice <laughs> to know that that's always there. So on my phone, it's a community I could chat to. You know, dip oh, yeah. in and out. It, it's cool. I, I I'm I like it. I, I really <clears throat> might sound like I'm talking shit, but I do. I think it's really cool. Like getting to know these people. Yes, um, it's cool. Yeah, and you know what? Another nice reminder of the little community we got built up was actually the comment section of last week's video because we did put out a couple of feelers as we were recording. Obviously, last week, episode 69, was a slightly <clears> shorter, <throat> slightly different, a twist on the meta of the podcasting game. Which we're trying to, like, some of the feedback we're trying to incorporate in this one, as I'm sure you can tell. <laughs> Ever-evolving, ever-improving. Um, well, we I mean, all, improvement well, is a big word, dude. We, we've got to sell the lie, Chris. Like, we've got to... <laughs> If they don't believe it, then how are we meant to? Um, But yeah, I was actually, I don't know about YouTube, but I was like genuinely uh, surprised by just how many people uh, gave us some feedback last week on how they felt about sort of length and flow and all the other variables that affect podcasting. Um, We do have one comment of the week, though. Yeah. And this one comes in from Dynasty's Edge, who says, I enjoy both styles of podcast. Can I start again? (laughs) Yeah, Go just I, I think you should maybe just. Do you know what? I did all the patron names without my tongue giving up on me, and then I get to Dynasty Edge's comment, and you know. Well, it, it's because you said Dynasty's Edge, and that's almost like a a mental reset because Dynasty's Edge is quite a funny, uh, funny two words, right? 
Mm. That together. is quite a tricky thing to say, I'd say. Dynasty's, yeah, Edge. Dynasty's Edge. Can you both say it really quickly, ten times, please, just to make me feel better about myself? <sighs> Jesus Christ, okay. D- Dynasty's Edge, Dynasty's... I can't... Dynasty's, Dynasty's Edge, Dynasty's Edge, Dynasty's Edge. Dynasty's Edge, Dynasty's Edge, Dynasty's Edge, Dynasty's Edge, Dynasty's Edge, Dynasty's Edge, Dynasty's Dinosaur race. race, yes. Dinosaur race. This comment comes in from Dinosaur Race. <laughs> okay, go on. Nail it, nail it, nail it. I enjoy both styles of podcasts, though you kind of already blend structure and freestyle in your weekly podcast. Anyway, you have it down to a fine art, my guys. Very complimentary. Um, thank you very much for that. Thank you. Although yeah. he does follow up, or she does follow up, who knows? Or they. Anywhere, you know, you can do whatever you want to live your life. Be your, be your, be your true self. Where everyone is, Everyone's welcome. They follow yeah. it up with a question. Is that all in the comment? No, that, that, that's 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 Jamie panicking now because not, he's not he's not he's not covering enough representation uh, there. I just you know right. what when you have ninety nine percent male viewers, you go you often go he when you're talking about a commenter. But the reality yeah. is, could be anyone. We do have some. We do have a few that aren't blokes. To be fair, I often say gut like men, and I was actually we do have some non men who watch our stuff. Which is surprising, but... It's a habit I need to get... I do it in Warzone, and sometimes there's three of us, and it's like two guys and one girl, and I'd be like, nice one, guys. I've I've seen that video. Oh, well, this is is different. Oh, right. This is the one where the rose skin sneaks out of the shadows and fucks you from behind. It's a (laughs) bit of a Warzone joke there for anyone. Anyway. But anyway. Dynasty's Edge did ask a question. Probably a simple question, they say. Their words, not mine. But are you guys into RPGs or JRPGs at all? And if so, what series? Ooh. I only ask as I find myself enjoying Dragon Age Origins again after many months while I slowly bought the relevant story DLC. This is also straight after discovering and finishing Tales of Asperia on Game Pass, which is now a favorite game of mine for its interesting story, beautiful world, and amusing characters. I was lucky with my first entries and loved them, brackets Fallout 4 and Persona 5 Royale, both on release date. Were you guys as lucky? With getting into the genre, Ooh. it's a good question. Like- Probably goes back a few years <clears throat> to you boys, given how old oh. you are. Wow, thanks. Go, go fuck yourself. Tee hee. Trying to think like the first. Do you know what? For me, <clears throat> I was quite lucky. I think my first. Um, proper RPG experience, which actually, to be fair, was a bit of a crossover. It was probably Fallout Three, which was much more of because huh. uh, it's like first person, um, sort of, and then it's got the shooting elements tied into it, which it made me feel quite at home in the RPG genre. Um, I've then dabbled with like, it's always sort of sci-fi or futuristic RPGs like uh, Mass Effect. Um, and then a few of like, obviously Skyrim and stuff like that. I'm yeah. not an out and out RPG player though, I must admit. Yeah. So, wow. Decent. Definitely um, JRPG. I tried to play Persona 5. <laughs> it was like in almost, I don't know how, I'm going to be nice because I didn't play enough of it, but I just stopped. Let's put it that way. But just stopped. Yikes. Wow. Uh, I'll jump in there and say uh, I fucking love RPGs. It, if if it was up to me, you would fucking have RPG elements of some kind, RPG elements and roguelike elements in every single fucking game that ever came out ever. Probably get boring after a while, but I'd fucking love it. It's just something <laughs> I agree about on the, the RPG <clears throat> elements. I totally agree. With yeah, dude. Something about like here is your skill, and you can gain experience to make it better. Just really fucking tickles yeah. my balls in such a nice and enticing way. Um, in terms of RPGs, for me, I mean, yeah, dude, I'll fucking take anything that comes. You, you know, you mentioned Skyrim, going back to Oblivion, going back to Morrowind, which was my first Elder Scrolls experience, which I absolutely fucking loved. Morrowind is one of my top games, and I'm glad to see it's on Games Pass. Um, yeah, JRPGs. You know, you're talking about Final Fantasy VII was probably my first foray into JRPGs, and that kind of got me stuck into a lot of Final Fantasy. So I went to Final Fantasy V, then went to Final Fantasy VIII. 
skipped nine for whatever reason. Uh, 10, 12, blah, 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 you know, the rest of the history. Um, yeah, I just fucking... Some, Fallout 4 was mentioned. Something about RPGs I just fucking love. I just like seeing numbers go up. Totally, yeah. totally. I, I think there's got to be a reason right why so many of the elements of game design that were once solely attributed to RPGs have now made their way into basically every other genre of games of yeah. all, like mm. in the world, and we don't oh. even consider them RPGs anymore in the same sense. Dude, do, do you know what? Actually, thinking on it, I was really, really surprised in the ATG days when we did, I think we did a Let's Play of Rise of the Tomb Raider. Yes, that's, that's okay. right. Now, I'd never played the, at that point, I hadn't played the Tomb Raider reboot, so I didn't know what that was all about. But then we were playing that for a video, and I was so surprised by like, oh, wow, there's like crafting in this game, and oh, wow, there's um, there's skill points, and and like, you know, you can attributes for your bow and shit. Like, you know, RPG light elements, but I was like, yeah, this is Tomb Raider, dude. Like, this was about getting dual guns getting your tits out and shooting wolves in the face like oh my god now now you're upgrading your your bow strap i'm like fucking let's go yeah i was i just i love it honestly and it, i think i think as we keep on going we notice that not just in gaming but in in just general life gamification is a very big thing that's kind of happening like if you go shopping and you get points on your card guess what that's an rpg system that's gone <laughs> yeah. into the real world it just yeah. doesn't oh, it just, they should take that to the next level we, how have they not gone further oh, on that? I, I find it The baffling. boys, the amount, the amount of times I've tried to look at weight loss as like one big RPG, I've lost count. Because that's kind of what it is, right? Yeah. It is, but they, if they had an app where it could actually like, you could get clothing, items, rewards, oh, like stuff rewards based yeah. on that, I think it would work better. Like, but uh, weight loss is the opposite to an RPG, right? It's numbers going down. Like, as Chris said, we want numbers well, going up. Yeah, but then it's like golf where you actually, you, the numbers going down is the good thing. Yeah, but or, see, or it's like or it's, no it's like, it's, or it's it's like, like numbers a, go down, but numbers go up because like your 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 body fat goes down, but your your muscle mass yeah. goes up, right? Like or or look at it in like let's say you're playing an RPG and you walk past a, a poisonous plant and it, it spikes you and you've got a toxicity <laughs> level. You want that to go down, oh, right? Yeah. You want it to go down. That's true. Or the uh, the, the and, amount uh, of time it's going to affect you. You want to see speaking that of increasing down. my toxicity level, just going to huh? <laughs> more, I, more I sugar want, uh, and caffeine. From what Chris said now, I want a T-shirt that says uh, numbers going up and not coming out of my head because um, there's one thing I like and one thing I don't like. So there you go. Yeah. It's weird, though. Oh. It's, it's gotten to the point, though, that, like, young kids, like, I can imagine my brothers growing up one day and asking me what RPG stands for. And you tell them, and they're going to look confused because they're like, I don't understand what reference, like, yeah. the, the idea a of a role-playing... grenade. So, like... <laughs> no, no, but even, like, role-playing game, like, what does having what does play, having a role to play within a game have to do with the concepts and the mechanics that make up what we see as oh, RPGs? Dude, it's like, a, shit, it's a strange one. Shit, shits have become... Uh, shits. <laughs> shit has become so kind of, like, interspersed with each other in terms of genres and et cetera. Like, when RPGs first came out, it was like, that's an RPG... And that's where you get that RPG experience. But now yes. you can get an RPG experience like fucking anywhere. So it's almost True. like... Yeah, okay. Because that's the thing, right? If you wanted to explain RPGs properly, you'd start off by going, have you heard of Dungeons and Dragons? Like <laughs> yeah, the card game. Yeah, and, they'll exactly. go, well, and they'll be like, what the hell is that? And I just you, love that you, you refer to, to Dungeons and Dragons as a card game. There we go. This is the reality we're living in at the moment. Like, so. Then you'll find yep. it's tabletop. What a tabletop, whatever, same thing. <laughs> I, know, yeah, I, I don't even, I don't even know if I'm right. I just wanted to the do origins, the origins, haven't you? 
Well, yeah. no, it is. It's, yeah, it's tabletop. But you, you'd have to go back to that and then be like, and you've got skill points and you've got stats and you want to increase them and you want to da 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 And then you've got to get into all of that sort of... Yeah, it's kind of mad, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you know which game that kind of, what game kind of counts as an RPG, even if it uh, implements its RPG mechanics in possibly the most brutal fashion known to man? Yeah. Go on. The Soul series. Oh, yes, and, baby. Uh, Chris, oh, okay. I hear you might have a little update to give us on, that, your, that, on your adventures within them. That is correct, because I have been streaming Dark Souls on my Twitch channel, uh, twitch.tv forward slash hot panic. you gotta, you got to say it like that, otherwise it doesn't count. Hot. Hot, 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 hot. You got to drag that H through the mud. Hot. <laughs> is that, hot is that like a Greek thing or? <sighs> Not really. <laughs> I, I, I guess what, how, what, would a, what would a Greek person sound like saying hot panic? Uh, hot, hot panic. Hot panic. <laughs> yeah, maybe they probably would drag it to be fair. There's, there's, and then there's some dragging. There's some dragging smash, in Greek and there's some dragging in Afrikaans it. as well. Wow, okay, that's just racist now. Um, but yeah, I've been playing some Dark Souls. Uh, only my second playthrough of Dark Souls, uh, jump back in, beat the first boss. I'm still kind of getting used to the how to play that game. But yeah, like you said, it's an RPG. There is like, put up your your vitality to give you more stamina and shit like that. Like, cool. I, I love shit like that. I'm really enjoying my time with Dark Souls. The, the thing that I don't like about it is I'm only playing it on stream. So... Right. in the middle of the night if I've got an impulse and I'm like oh I just want to play like an hour of Dark Souls I can't because yeah. I've got to if I wanted to I have to set up my stream and blah 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 it's, it's just a little bit too complicated so I'm kind of keeping it to Wednesdays at the moment I might kind of expand it a bit because otherwise it's going to take me forever but it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun beat that first boss which was the uh, Taurus Demon uh, and then made my way to the second boss uh, on the path that I was going because it's a bit open form and it is the Bell Gargoyle I think I think I think somewhere along yeah. the line it becomes two gargoyles. That was my nickname like in high school. The bell gargoyle. <laughs> yeah. Don't ask me what the bell referred to. Your bell end. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> does your does your dick look like a gargoyle? It's like a gargoyle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an it's, it's just like hanging it. off there. Yes. The tip yes. of my penis does have wings. <clears throat> wow. Um, but yeah, Dark Souls. I mean, Jamie, you you watched some of it. Did it look as pathetic as it fucking felt? Um, you know what. When it comes to Dark Souls gameplay nowadays, especially with someone who you know is playing that a game like that for the first time, um, yeah. I don't think the word pathetic really enters the conversation. And that's just yeah. not. That's I, not I wouldn't just me say I'm pathetic at it. I wouldn't no. say I'm pathetic. I mean, no, look, far from it. Y- yes, I haven't finished Sekiro, but I got to the final boss, right? And, yes. and I could still finish it. Um, that but, is that is an achievement. Yeah, like, can, well, can I tell seriously. you what it is with Dark Souls? It, it, it's a strange kind of phenomenon, right? Where and I was explaining it on stream. Some, someone came into the, the chat and they said they'd never played these games before. And I was like, cool. What you've got to understand about Dark Souls is dying is, is not dying, right? It's, 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 a mecha- part of the game, yeah. it's a mechanic in the game. It's literally a mechanic in the game, mm. all right? Especially in, in the first Dark Souls where it's not that punishing to die, your resources get lost, but you can go back to your body and pick them up. The, the challenge is, is if you die before you pick them up, then those resources are gone. But other than that, there's no penalty, yeah. right? Whereas in, in Sekiro, for instance, the more you die, people in the world get plagued. And then if they're plagued, they, like merchants get plagued, they just can't give you, you, you can't buy shit from them. So it's, it's a lot harsher. Um, but yeah, As a it, repeat game non-finisher, I, I must admit, it would really stress me out to just have the final boss to beat. Are you not tempted to mm. sort of go and just nail that? 
I, I tuck am. it away. You know what the problem is, okay? Because people want me to do it on stream, but it's on my PlayStation. And the external monitor I have doesn't have an audio out. So whenever I'm listening to it through my Elgato capture card, it is a delay. And a big part of, I guess, Dark Souls as well, but certainly Sekiro, is audio cues. Yeah. Because you'll hear an audio cue and you're like, cool, he's winding up for this attack, so I'm going to dodge. But you can't do that if you've got a delay because by the time you hear it. Yeah. And, and it's not even like you, you're playing the whole game like that. It's not even something that you can just switch off and like just forget about. At one point, I had to take my headphones off just to kind of stop me hearing any noise because it's like instinct. As soon as I hear a noise, I'm like, dodge. But by <laughs> right. then, it's too late. So I can't actually stream me finishing that game until I get a new monitor. I don't have any money to get a new monitor, so fuck me. Um, but then the, the thing is like, okay, we'll finish it on your own time. And I could do that. But then whenever I've got spare time, I'm like... Oh well, I'll just play some Apex or play some Dota because because that uh, to finish one boss in uh, Sekiro can take a long ass time as well, can't it? Dude, General Genichiro took me fucking two months <laughs> well, on and yeah. off so squirrel every, every squirrel gaming, squirrel yeah. gaming every session, <clears throat> having another bash. Yeah, literally, and you're gonna see in the Dark Souls probably the next time I play it with these bell gargoyles. So I usually stream like for about two hours, sometimes three. I can imagine that a good chunk of that two hours, if not the entire time, is going to be me trying to beat those gargoyles. Unless I find Jeez. a cheese, unless I find a che- cheesy strat. Well, I remember in Sekiro, I was going up against the um, true corrupted monk, which is like towards the latter end of the game, and that took me took me I think an hour and twenty minutes to to beat. And I, I'm a lot more adept at playing with Sekiro's kind of um, quirks than I am with right. Dark Souls. The thing that gets me with Dark Souls is the um, animation lock. So you go to hit. And you can't cancel that animation. You've got to follow it through. And sometimes if you do it at the wrong time and then the other dude has got a faster attack, guess what? You just fucked. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's no, really about, it. like, about tempo with that game. But yeah, I've been playing that. The other thing I've been playing, um, <laughs> which is a bit of a sad story, but also a bit of a cool story, is the Chivalry 2 beta. Okay, yes. Nice. Okay, so uh, I don't know if you guys remember, again, on ATG, I did a live stream of me playing Mordhau. So Chivalry 2 is like yeah. Mortar. Like, uh, imagine, imagine Warzone, except it's medieval knights and swords. And I, I, you, can, yeah. you know, you got I, your sword I, I, yeah. and your, your sword can block other people. It's, it's fucking cool. I remember that when the first Chivalry came out, I watched some Let's Plays of it, but I never picked it up. Yeah. So I, I got into this uh, Chivalry 2 beta, which is really cool. Uh, I was meant to stream it on Monday. I got a massive headache, so I didn't stream, land up streaming on Monday. Then I thought, well, maybe I'll find the time to do it on Tuesday. But because I had a headache the whole day of Monday, all my stuff I was planning to do on Monday had to happen on Tuesday, so it didn't happen on Tuesday. Then Wednesday was the Dark Souls stream, so I was like, okay, fine. Well, let me just play some of it so that I can talk about it in the, uh, in the pod. So I booted it up last night, went through the tutorial, and then after the tutorial, it kicks you into a match. And it was, it's so fucking cool, dude. It's so fun. Like, it's got the system. Is, man- is it as manic <clears throat> as Mordau? Or is yeah. it a little bit more? I, I think it's a bit more accessible, to be honest. Like, I think they've done okay. a good job in kind of simplifying. I think Mordau was like, how do we take that chivalry thing and kind of expand on it? Whereas chivalry maybe looked at Mordau and says, you know what? There's maybe some frivolous stuff there that we don't necessarily need. Um, right. mm. There's still a lot to kind of like keep in mind, like parrying and ripe, uh, reposting and all of that shit, right? Um but it's a hell of a lot of fun. It's very visceral. It's, they've got this cool thing where you can emote, which is just like shouting up, whatever, like follow me or whatever. But you've also got this well, war cry thing, 
which you kind of really like, let's go fuck him up. And then you, you know, you get like a little speed boost or whatever it is. And you just go into the battle and everyone's just kind of hacking at each other. It's, it's kind of mental. But the, nice. the, the thing that I kind of fucked up is I did that. And that was obviously still running the tutorial in that first match. But then it kicked me out and it said, yeah, the, the beta's over. It ended, oh. it ended on the Tuesday, which was the day that I, the last day that I was like planning to stream it. So I I messed up a bit and I'm really disappointed because let me tell you that match that I played just made me want to play more. But the game is coming out on June 8th and I'm definitely going to pick it up. And I hope you guys pick it up as well because you know what? I think we can have a lot of fun with that game. I'm tempted. My issue with games like that, like in Mordhau was a bit like this um, and For Honor for sure was in that I couldn't be bothered to commit enough to stick it out, to get good enough, to have a good time. Like I could jump into a match and go like Mordau. I think I played like two games where it was like, oh, I've I've slung a few arrows, I've chopped at a few people, yeah. and then I've got bludgeoned by a people who are a lot better than I am. And I was like, well, that was all right. And then I've stopped playing. And like For Honor was probably slightly worse because it was obviously boils down to like one on one at some point. Yeah, I've got to know yeah. the stances. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of out, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd like to play a free demo, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If I'll, uh, if I'll uh, well, actually well, pick up the full that, game. That's the annoying thing, right? Like demos at the past were, hey, here's this demo so you can make up your mind about the game. And that's kind of disappeared largely. I mean, unless you're yeah. on Switch or whatever or, or Resident Evil where they give you half an hour. But like really in a game like Chivalry 2, you want there to be a demo, but they've got this beta, which is tied to pre-orders. I didn't pre-order it. I just got sent the beta. Um, and, and like nothing in between. Which is kind of like it's a bit right. sad. I think, I think they should have open betas as demos, yeah. so people can try to make up your mind, like people like yeah. yourself. But I, 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 it's it's very cool. Like if you just look up some gameplay on, like even like not knowing what you're fucking doing, dude. Like it's cool. It's fun. Okay, I'll I'll check out some gameplay. Maybe yeah. I'll watch you stream some, and then oh. I'll be inspired. There you go. There you go. Uh, and then I guess the last thing that I was streaming was Apex, and the, I'm not going to talk about <clears throat> how I was performing on Apex, blah blah blah, whatever. What I do want to talk about is some of the Apex news because they've revealed what this new uh, arena mode is going to be, which is a 3v3 kind of going like almost like CSGO, right? Where at the start of a match, you've got credits, use those credits to buy your guns. But then it's Mm. also kind of like, I guess, Overwatch style because you've got your characters that do their abilities. Maybe like Valorant? I don't know. And... You you go through a bunch of different matches to determine a winner after like you know a tally etc. But there's still the circle that comes down I think to kind of corral you all and force fights. It looks pretty cool. And off the back of that announcement trailer, which I recommend everyone go watch because it's just fucking cool. Um, Titanfall two player count has jumped up seven hundred and fifty percent on Steam. Well, why do oh, you wow. think that is specifically? Um, so. So the arena is kind of tied to the new season. So it might not just be from the arena, but from the new season trailer as well. The new season trailer was saying that the new character, the new legend that you get to play as, Valkyrie, is the daughter of Viper. Right. Who was in in Titanfall 2 as a boss. And in the trailer, it kind of like says like, oh, all of that. And it introduces Blisk. And you actually get to see some Titans. And I think people are like, yeah, fuck it, man. Because it's cheap on Steam. It's not expensive if you've got game pass i think you get it for free on True. the ea deal that they've got so uh, 
Yeah. Why I, I not, get, right? I guess with a number like 750%, you don't necessarily know what it's going from and yeah, to. Yeah, dude. You, you, all just, you have to do is have 10 players. And <laughs> right. Exactly. That, that I, was just, I was just a little bit surprised. Because I assumed the Titanfall 2 player count was still healthy. So I was just a little bit surprised that a uh, jump that big could be attributed to the announcement of an arena mode unless people felt like yeah. it would be good practice. I, don't, I wonder. I wonder yeah, maybe. Or, but I also wonder if it's people saying, like looking at Apex Legends as a battle royale, and then all of a sudden yeah. this battle royale says, oh, by the way, there's going to be a new permanent mode. By the way, it's permanent. Uh, an arena 3v3. And people are like, huh, imagine the gameplay of Apex, but in a multiplayer game. And they're like, hold on a second. That's fucking Titanfall 2. So yeah. let's go yeah. to Titanfall 2 and just I play wanna, I want multi- to have a bit of it. Yeah, yeah. I get yeah. it. Uh, that's oh, what we should say with Warzone players who like plunder. And they're like, yeah, but I get to respawn with my guns. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I, that's I'm just pretty sure you said player. that to me like two weeks ago. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, did you guys happen to see the little uh, mini Twitter spat that happened around um, Titanfall? Uh, sorry, Respawn um, and Polygon. Did you see this? Oh, uh, it's yeah, the, yeah. The most yeah, ridiculous so fucking thing. Go on. Jay, it was quite because I know you love it. Wait, I'm curious to know which way in which way Chris thinks is ridiculous because there's a number of ways of interpreting this. That's All right. true. Go for it, Jonesy. Let's let's okay. Just cue, cue it up. In case people didn't hear, so it was, it was um, basically Polygon put out uh, a little a story about um, Titanfall 2, and in it, uh, the writer had included some information about lore around um, Titanfall and had actually said uh, that Valkyrie's dad died, but they didn't know how, um, or that you don't know how. And I think it was um, uh, Respawn basically came back at them and said, if you like that's not true maybe you should check your sources and a great place to start is by playing titanfall 2 because in titanfall 2 i'm pretty sure her dad gets killed uh it's part of the story in the mech right so it's yeah. Like, yeah oh you, you can see you how as the player just fucking destroy viper yeah so you can you can see how he dies in titanfall 2 so there was a little bit of a sassy sort of retort to polygon but there was sort of a bit of a weird reaction where people were um they were quote tweeting um, Respawn and just calling them out and saying about how out of order and what bad journalism, uh, I suppose, um, what bad feels it was for them to say, uh, to call out Polygon in that way and the, the writer. And it got really weird. Like some of the uh, some of the replies were just like, uh, you're pathetic to to um, you know reach out to the to Polygon like this rather than going to them privately and saying sorry could you please make a correction and I, was, I must admit I read a few other replies and I was like I think they were just trying to be a bit sassy about like how about you just play the game because that's how you can find out yeah. well, well, do you want to know the exact response from from Respawn yeah it was quote, yeah, hmm we suggest you check your sources is a great place to start and then a link to the st- Steam store page. And didn't Titanfall they do like a, a winky face as well? No, no emojis. Oh, no emojis. But, it was, but Titanfall 2 had 75% off on Steam. So it's obviously a, it was a, it was a media, social media, like here's Titanfall 2, 75% off. Oh, dude, off. if you're this a social is- media manager and that comes up, you you take that fucking opportunity. Yeah. Right? Oh, of course you do. I if, I read it and I was like, they're just be they're not trying to call you out. They're just being a little bit sassy. I'm not going to suggest you misrepresented this whole situation, Jonesy, but it is worth noting that if you look at the two original tweets, the Polygon tweet has a thousand likes. The Respawn yeah. tweet has over 10,000 likes. And if you look at to Polygon's tweet, the author is the one being absolutely torn to shreds for not doing his research. So, so there's, I think, there's I think, a, I think, no, so I think, that's what I'm, I, you, I, I think I'm pretty you, sure that's what I said. You, impl- you implied that the audience reaction was getting angry at Respawn for yeah. a petty reply. I yeah. would no, suggest so the, the broader audience reaction was but getting angry at Hold Polygon. on, uh, let me step in here because I think 
because this happened like almost a week ago, right? I think mm, what's yes. happened is the the the, the pendulum swung. Had, exactly, yes. that's exactly right. They were going after after uh, respawn initially, e- even. People coming I should out. say that the, the timeline, yeah, let me outline the timeline. Yeah. So the timeline was, right, Polygon put out the article. Um, they get some sort of like pe- snotty people to their article saying, oh, you don't know your sort, you don't know da-da-da, like this. Ty- uh, Respawn then tweet out their thing being sassy. You then get a whole bunch of, not a whole bunch, but you get a decent number of what people love to call blue check marks on Twitter who are on the <laughs> side of Polygon saying, um, this isn't very good way to reply to this. Um, on Twitter, but that's obviously not that many people. They're just more well-known people. Yeah, more vocal. More vocal, and they're part of the gaming community and they're other yeah. journalists and stuff like that. You then get a reaction to those people. <laughs> so that's where you get the swing. So, so this from... is why I'm saying that the whole situation is ridiculous. What One of the replies yeah, was from a... another games journalist who says, oh, we cover so... Th- this was ridiculous. We cover so many things that if you think that we got time to check... Don't write the article then if you can't fucking fact check a simple thing like yeah. that. You're like it was really bizarre. Article. So, Jamie, you were wondering where I came it's out strange. on this. I mm. think people need to chill the fuck out. They need to have a little bit of a sense of humor. I'm on respawn side on this. I would have, I would have, uh, if, if I was responsible for that social media manager, I would have fucking given him a, a pat on the back. Would have shook his hand and said, "Good, good job, son. Go home and take the day They might have added off. to the seven hundred and fifty percent increase in people playing Titanfall yeah, exactly, two. Probably, it was yeah, exactly, probably, yeah, seventy five percent off Titanfall two. And, and I think people just are on their fucking high horse all the time. They can't take a fucking joke. They can't take um, a little bit of cheekiness. Like, fuck off. I, just, can I add? Um, I will say, I think Polygon, Polygon's um, uh, or a journalist getting that the fact wrong. I don't like. It's fine. We used to get little facts wrong all the time on HG sure. where yeah. we'd research stuff. Like there's, I, I don't <clears> think anyone should hold any animosity that's, to the journal. Like people going, "This is bad journalism." It's like, come on, man, get over yourself. I, I think what you have to do is you have to own it, right? You have to own it. If you make like, yeah, if you sure. make a mistake, you can't kind of be like, "Oh, well, uh, if you think I can, I can't." Uh, if you think I've got time to research every little article that I write, it's like, hold on, that is your job. Mm, but yeah. if you make a mistake, just say, "Fuck, guys, you know what? I, I was wrong on this one." Who gives totally. a shit? Who gives That's a shit? Like, I feel, I feel like I change allegiance on this uh, argument like <laughs> every thirty seconds because you're, like, you're totally right. Like mistakes can can be made, but at the same time, own up, own, like own up to mistakes, put your hands up, change them. But then on the flip side, like when I see a bunch of people underneath it being like, "How could you not know that that is like, dude? I played Titanfall two. I've forgotten all of that shit. Like, get over yourself. Just because you're some fucking nerd that remembers every single element <laughs> of the Titanfall two law and canon doesn't mean that everyone else needs to." I, I, I think in this particular case, it probably wasn't difficult to do the research for that. It's literally, oh, there, there's probably a fight with though. Viper in Titanfall two. Let me watch the video on YouTube. Yeah, and but that's going to take like I, ten I, minutes of my life. Can I life. say one thing though the, to your point about respawn? Generally yeah. speaking, I agree that like I think it's there's a fine line, right, when community managers and social media managers and so on and so forth start to let their own personality or what they present as their personality yeah. sort of uh, take a hold of a a certain handle or a, a brand's image. And sometimes it's very funny. Sometimes it's people trying too hard to be funny. And yeah. Sometimes it's like a you know perfect balance. All I worry about, and maybe this you guys can chat me down for this. I don't know. I might be in the wrong. I just think that the video game scene on a platform like Twitter is extremely incendiary. And I think if you're the social right. media manager for a big brand in the video game scene, you have to know that like 
in leaving a reply like that to a Polygon article, <laughs> and the same would go for Kotaku, and we could all guess why, <laughs> you kind of know what you're bringing to that article and that writer inherent like with your tweet, with the attention you're giving it. That's the only thing I'd say. Not that the tweet was yeah, wrong. I, I, That's the I, only I, thing I would say. Yeah. If I was that person's manager or boss, I'd probably tell them to be careful with, of like, hey, we don't want to be seen as even being partly responsible for sending fucking... We don't want to be reading a news story this week's time where this guy goes, Polygon headline, same author, I wrote an article about Apex Legends and then I got death threats. And we don't, we don't want our tweet quoted in that, in that story as the thing that kind of was, was, was the fire starter, you know? Yeah, I, I, that's, I, a, that's I a very good point. Well, I, I, no, I, good I, point. I don't agree. Like you, I don't think that how insane people on Twitter, because people on Twitter are insane in both directions. You could have someone from, um, like, I don't, I don't think you can kind of guess whether or not it's going to be the crazy sort of overly protective people on one side versus the sort of insane people on the other side. Like no. the, the reaction to it from the people saying, um, this is unprofessional and you shouldn't have done this. Like from, from re- like, what do they call it? Like, va- um, verified people on Twitter. I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, they've done a sassy reply. But at the same time, the people from Poly, the people who are replying to Polygon going like, how can you not know this? It's like, get over yourself. It's a little puff piece that they've done talking about a new character that's um, in Respawn's game. Like, they're not, it's not like they're calling out your favourite game. Like, you need yeah. to just chill. Yeah. Like Chris said, probably got written in three minutes. Yeah. It probably but, did. You need to chill. You need to calm down. Can, can, Come on now. Can I just say that I get, I get Jamie's point and it is something to consider for sure. And, and like, I, it is a good point and it is something that you, you should consider. But I don't think that Respawn's tweet merited any of this. So no. if, if I was the social manager and I'd drafted this tweet uh, up, I think, I think this is fine. You're going to a professional journalist and saying, hmm, I think you need to do your research and then linking to the product that you're trying to sell. Like how are you, yeah. you're going, you're, it's, you know what you're doing when you're doing that. Mm, I'm, no, not su- you don't. I'm not no, suggesting. I, I, I think what you're doing is you're trying to get people to buy your game. Are you suggest? Hold on. So are you saying you think they did it knowing there would be a backlash of like no visceral hate no I'm, I'm uh, no I'm not suggesting they did that on purpose, but I'm suggesting that if you're the social media manager of a brand and a Twitter panel that big, and you're not aware that that's the impact that you can have, then you're not thinking in broad enough terms. You have to be aware of what comes with the territory when you you know, operate in that field and with that degree uh, of exposure, in my opinion. I, I kind of disagree with that. But you, you, can't, you can't let the trolls dictate what you do. I, I, oh, this is reminding me of like a few, a few um, <laughs> weeks ago when um, there was all this stuff going on. You know where you, how you get the, uh, the, the Minecraft stand scene? Yeah. Chris. Um, yeah, and like Dream and all that shit. Exactly. There was this thing where um, some uh, woman, I, I, uh, she was a streamer. I think her name was Casey, something like that. Casey Tron? Um, and she made some kind of comment. I can't remember what it was, but she made some anti-Minecraft, like anti-Minecraft YouTuber, anti-Minecraft Stan kind of comment. And all of a sudden, like they were fucking tearing her down, you know, yeah. doing the thing that they do very well, digging up everything they could ever find about her. <laughs> her yeah. Know, past tweets, uh, spam messaging, every single social media platform, trying to get all her accounts. Hold on, guys. My headphones are freaking out. I'm going to have to swap. Oh, that's all right. Jonesy. Do your that's thing, all right. Bro. You're just going to miss this great story. But Chris, this one's for you, baby. <laughs> I, I'm, um, I'm, I've got two ears. One for me, one for Jonesy. It's all right. Okay. Um, they were spam messaging every single social media platform trying to get her banned on. Everything they could possibly get her banned on. 
uh, they were se- sending like some of them were also sending some pretty horrendous like personal stuff. Yeah, you know yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it was. The ugly and, side of it. Yeah, yeah. And to, long story short, there was immense pressure on Dream at the time, and there's been pressure on other Minecraft YouTubers since to distance themselves from their their stands um, and basically be willing to say that actually some stand behavior is unacceptable and some people take their the degree of fandom too far and uh, use it as a means to attack other people. Yeah. And Dream in this specific scenario was seemingly unwilling to to make a comment that like, he obviously, I think he made some loose comment being like, oh, in every community there are bad eggs. But like he also put out another tweet that being like, stands aren't bad. And I'm not suggesting this is anything to do with the Titanfall story. I don't think Titanfall 2 has stands. <laughs> I don't think they're it a should. respawn. It should have stands. Do you know what? I'm pretty close to being a respawn stand myself. Hell um yeah. but I, I I think that's one thing that like you guys disagree clearly and that's fine. But I think when you when it comes to social media, when it comes to the, the spaces or the territory you operate within, when it comes to your reach, when it comes to the kind of stuff you're engaging with, I think there should be an increase, increasing or growing responsibility on the side of these social media managers to be aware of what the side effects or the unwanted extra baggage of the things they say and the things they make public could be. Yeah. And does, I, I, does, do, 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 you're, you're, I'm going to say now, yeah. would I be okay with a few less funny, ironic tweets from brand accounts if it results in less death threats for journalists? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, that's, that's oh, fair. That's fair, that's fair. But then at the same time, there's a weird thing that I would, I wouldn't want there to be sort of like an unwritten, un, like unspoken agreement whereby uh, brands, uh, journos don't say things that are true because they're, they're worried about what yeah. idiots on Twitter are going to say. So, cause it's all, we can say like, in this instance, it was something really sort of silly and pointless, right? Like, yeah. They yeah. said, yeah. I don't think the person for respawn meant like for their sassy tweet to um, <laughs> make anyone send any horrible threats to the, like to the journal. No, I don't think the journal did. But again, if you don't this, know that this, that's a possibility, I don't think you're doing a job well. Sure. But then if you, so you, if you take that and you say, okay, that is a possibility. So next time we won't do it. Right. So then you're like, so I'm like, fine. Yeah. Okay. You've said next time you won't do it. But then what happens then when they contact the, the Polygon directly and say, we noticed that you actually made a mistake in this article mm-hmm. and um, blah, 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 which is fine. Like they could have gone that way around it. But we, we don't feel comfortable doing like a sassy reply to your thing because mm-hmm. of what might happen. But you then surely are going to have a situation whereby next time Polygon notice something in a video game, mm-hmm. they might think, well, rather than write about it or put something in an article, <laughs> we'll just message respawn and we'll say um we're thinking of doing this article but we're not really sure because it might make you look bad and come off and there might be some weird back room chat i think happens all the time already yeah. Many, yeah but i don't want do more how many times do you more read articles how many times do you read articles saying we reached out to cd project red for comment on the nah, story that's, and that's not the same the that's that's not the same that's when someone they call them up and go we're running a story about what piece of shit you are would you like to make a comment <laughs> that's not the same as going so hey guys no, thank you so much for- sometimes people do respond to those and they get you get great stories out of them there was one about the CEO, oh, no, that, that, did you see the one about the CEO of Techland, where the guy was basically writing no, like no. a Techland hit piece with all these employers that had um, that had come out and said horrible things, reached out for comment, and the CEO was like, "Yeah, I'll talk." So the article was basically like employee allegation, CEO response, employee allegation. It was great, but that that's it's, that's the way it should work. But what I'm saying is, if if they contacted um, Techland and said we're thinking of talking about these allegations about your employees. 
But because there was a good behind the scenes relationship between Techland and let's say whoever it was, let's say it was Polygon, that they then don't run the story because the CEO's like, actually, that's a really damaging story and we get death threats but, when you run something like that because people then say that we're a piece of shit and Jason Schreier puts out an article and then people attack us yeah, for no. being... I, I think there's a but then, bit but a, then also People hate there's, it. There's levels I think there's where a like, bit of a one, one, One's a journalist and the other is, is getting paid to make funny tweets. Yeah, but they, like they, they, they operate hand in hand. This is all about relation, public, public relations, isn't it, at the end of the day? Like, when is one going to be shaking the hand of the other because they don't want to put negative press out there, whether it's PR on Twitter or whether it's a story on I, I, website? I, don't, I, like, I, 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 don't. I just, I, just I, I find it, I think there could be a slippery slope of people going, we don't think that the reaction of the nutters online is going to be good to this, so we won't do it. Like, even if it's that and tame, this sassy, hmm, we suggest you check your sources. He's a great place to start. I don't know. I I just think, I like, you just gave me reminders of like, it's like people who make YouTube videos that are like 15, 20 minutes long and they they spend the entire video like shitting all over and humiliating someone like really weird (laughs) or out there or something. And at the last 30 seconds of the video, and they'll be like, they'll be like, guys, please don't go over there and send in hate (laughs) to so and so. It's like, Sorry, your watch time dropped off three minutes ago, bro. They're in the comment section already. Like, <laughs> yeah. like that. That's the number that, of um, yeah. No, I mean, I I agree with you on those, that sort of stuff. But I think but, that's... But don't, don't don't you guys think it's like it's almost like that self censorship route, right? Where it's if you stop yourself from saying things, you you're not going to have anything interesting to say. Yeah, like 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 you look at that. Like, I don't what think I'm going to ta- say is if I was authoring that tweet. There's a way you could say exactly what they said that could have been very incendiary, right? And I get your point in saying, like, regardless of what you say, it doesn't matter because of the sphere it's in. I get that. But at the same time, you, you, there, there is that balance that needs to be had because you can't have one and you can't necessarily have the other because then the other is like, no one says anything. Do you get what I I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, and, I do. I, I, but I don't think I'm advocating for self censorship. I'm just advocating, uh, like, for like the, the 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 with this specific specific example, this didn't require humiliating the author and implying they didn't play the video game that they're trying to write about, which is probably untrue for what it's worth. Because I played that video game when it came out. I've got no the idea who the fuck Valkyrie is or any of these. No, me, I finished it and I couldn't remember that either. No. <laughs> like, I, I just, I, I don't, I, I, I don't think you are advocating, that, like, but you well, actually are advocating for censorship, self censorship, because yeah. they would have seen that they knew that Val, the thing about Valkyrie was wrong, and you're saying they should. I feel like I'm vouching for self awareness more than self censorship. Oh, and what you're just being fancy with words now. <laughs> you literally wanted them to not post something because they should have read it and gone, hmm, maybe the response to that will be dodgy. You literally didn't want them to post it, which is fair enough. Like I understand why. I don't think you're necessarily wrong, but you are advocating for self censorship. Okay, then yeah, sure. Yeah. I so am. then that, and as Chris said, I think self-censorship can you, get... Because self-censorship is something we all exercise every single day, and we it's do. a normal, natural yeah. part of human life. Yeah. And do you, know do. How you, do you know how you gauge the degree of self-censorship we do? We look around us, we look at who's who's in the room, who's going to hear what we say, and how they'd be affected by it. That's, That's very fucking, true. It's called being a human being. But this is the tamest... If, if you have to <laughs> self-censor yourself from saying stuff like this, I don't think you could get any... No, no, Jonesy, Jonesy, you don't understand. I don't, I don't, I don't you can never, you can never say, you don't understand. How could you get tamed? Jonesy, Jonesy, you, you don't understand. You can never say, hmm, ever again. 
No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, no I, I don't think that that's a headline. Like, oh, shock horror. The brand manager for the Respawn Entertainment Twitter account had to quote unquote self censor to stop himself publicly humiliating a Polygon journalist and implying they didn't play the video game that they'd just written an article about. I they, don't think that's a headline, and I don't even think that's a dramatic form of self censorship. <laughs> I think that's just like. No, but you're, oh, I, like, I, like I said, boo hoo. We get one less sassy brand tweet. Like, why are we all so in love with brands anyway? It's a fucking company. It's a billion-dollar company. Yeah, it's less about the brand and more about... No, no, it's less about the brand and more about the idea what, of, like, what's, having what's to self-censor. What's next? Are you going to take a minute by Wendy's Twitter account? Like, <laughs> well, I think the issue with brands these days is they're, they're more and more similar to the uh, content creators themselves. Like, so Polygon, obviously... Yeah, because they're trying content. to pretend they're not multi-million-dollar organizations, and we're out here simping for them. <laughs> of course, but at, the, but at the same time, all of the online sites like Polygon, Kotaku, all of the online magazines, all of the video game stuff are also brands that are also making content and they're trying to make content out of absolutely anything just so that they can get more eyeballs, more clicks, more ad revenue. So I think the idea that suggesting that something like Kotaku or Polygon or um, IGN or whatever are these proper journalists doing proper journalistic work, you're also pretending they're not brands just trying to make money. But they are. Like, they're all yeah. coming together. Everybody's weird... playing the game. Everyone's playing the game. So it seems odd to me that you can, that some, like, it's fine for Polygon or whoever to write an article and to, no one's yep. allowed to say anything about it because no, they're it's a not, brand. It's not, that no one's allowed to, it's not that no one's allowed to say anything about it. <laughs> they should, there's no way they should have to, called out this journalist and said, a, she can't, or he, I don't know who it was, he or she can't be a journalist, they're rubbish. That would have been outrageous, and I would have said, I would have completely agreed with they, you. They directly, this is just they directly implied tweet. that they, they directly implied that they had not played the video game they were writing the article about. Only, only in a way to include the 75% Steam sale. I don't think they did it. I don't <laughs> think they did and it. And that makes it better. That, reason. that makes it better. <laughs> that it does it make worse. it better. It does make it better. Cool, it's because more it, honest. it makes it functional. Right, it makes okay. it a functional tweet. Like it's, <laughs> if they hadn't included the sale and they'd have just said, did you even play the game? I probably would have agreed with you because that right. would have been... Fellas. Like a... Sorry, mate, go on. I'm, I'm, I was just going to say... <laughs> we've we, gone we, off on one. We're, we're kind of going roundabouts here. So maybe now is a good time to say... Oh, my voice broke there. Maybe, <clears throat> maybe now is a good time to ask the audience what they think and let us know in the comments down below so we can move on from this roundabout yeah i was in case there's any any confusion you should never go to places like polygon whoever and have a go at them send them death threats don't even be mean to them yeah because we, they're just yeah. doing their job we've like, said this multiple times they're though, creating like, content that we enjoy and other Jesus, people enjoy yeah. and, and don't do it to For developers or social media managers or anyone just, don't hey, yeah, that don't send death threats to anyone on planet. Earth. Do, you, do you know what you should do? You should comment underneath uh, Super Show's YouTube video where we talked about it, and you should say, "Ha ha, yeah, I saw that, guys. That was funny." That's the extent of your reaction should be. <laughs> and please like, don't call me a cuck or a simp because it will probably hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah, whatever, Turbo Virgin. All right, move yeah. on. <laughs> do you know what's funny? If we were on Twitch right now, live streaming this, we'd have just been banned like three I'm times a... in the last thirty seconds. Can't say How insult. Can't say Turbo Virgin. Platform? Man, dumb it, anyway, it, it is dumb. Yeah. What have you been doing this past week? Yes. Yeah, so I didn't mean to derail our conversation. No, I, no we, it's we, good. Dude. It was a co-derailment. <laughs> We're all in it together. This, this is the new super show from episode um, episode seventy onwards. This is it, buddy. <laughs> Do you know what I tell you? What I've been doing. I tell you what I've been doing for the last week. My week started off fantastically well since the last time the uh -huh. uh, people watching slash listening to this would have heard it because uh, we had a barbecue 
we actually got together in physical corporeal form, didn't we? We, we did. Um, we ate some some meat and we chatted and we drank beer and we had a great time, which was wicked. Yeah. Um, but gaming-wise, I've actually not been up to much. I played some Rocket League, uh, but I have delved into um, a bit of Warzone, the new map. Yeah, same. Uh, I couldn't really tell any difference, if I'm being honest. Boom. My, <laughs> like, my, okay, oh, for, I'm not surprised. Hold on. I'm not surprised because I'm convinced that Jonesy has face blindness. My and I think that probably goes into it. Is about, is like non-existent already, okay? <laughs> like, I've played that map. I think I was looking at my stats the other day. I think the other day. I think I've played 122 games of Warzone now. And I still, if someone says, oh, let's go to Superstore, I still have to check the map and look for the Superstore, <laughs> like the name Superstore. I'm like, I don't, I don't know the map at all. And then they made a new map, which is a little bit different. Like, surprise, surprise, it basically looks identical to me. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> you, the colours are different, though. Like, it feels like there's a filter on everything, right? <laughs> Everything's greener. <laughs> Matt, I didn't even notice that. Oh. <laughs> okay. Like, never mind. I'm, but it's fine. It feels like Warzone. It's fine. I'm sure some people are annoyed, which is fine. I still have not won a single map match of Warzone, like a proper battle royale no, match of Warzone. No, still, come mate, on. If you look at stats, I've got like 25 or 30 top 10 finishes of the 120 games I've played. I've got people in my friends list who have played half the number of matches I've got. I've got half the K, uh, kill to death ratio I've got who have won like two or three matches and I've never won one. Oh, dude. We, yeah. So what, what we really need to do is stream over on your channel. Right? And win one. And, and you, we just go until we win. If it takes what's it called when you eight, can't hours, perform, eight hours. What's it called when you can't perform at the end? Like where you can't, you can't finish a thing. Like erectile dysfunction? <laughs> no, like there's a thing like... I guess it's like performance anxiety. Stage fright. Yeah, Stage yeah, fright. Yeah. Like when I get to the show, right, which is like the final 10, it just falls apart. <laughs> My ability to... That's a very awkward conversation to have as well when you have to be like, look, this has been great, but it's, it's not coming out. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, honestly, it's nothing personal, but you can tell from the last couple yeah. of minutes. Like, Starting to go numb a bit. Every, so. everything's, everything's fine. Like it got there. The, just the stuff isn't going to come out. Yeah. It's just the friction now is, you know, taking over. And... Yeah. Which is the perfect segue... And then it's like, the other, it's like, it's got to be me. I'm the reason <laughs> the stuff isn't coming out. I'm like, no. Which is, uh, Jamie, you've made the segue even better. This is the perfect segue into a film that I watched that Chris recommended, which was Palm Springs. Hell yes. Yeah. We've Quality all seen film. this now. Yeah, it's so good. Because, did, you, course, did you watch the trailer? Was, uh, I accidentally watched a trailer. Oh, I okay. Because we had said, like, going into it absolutely blind would probably be I, a lot better. I, I went into it blind to the point where the first 10, 15 minutes, I was like, what is this going to be? Is this guy God? <laughs> so okay, I thought, gonna, I thought it was either a God or a ghost. <laughs> oh, right. So I'm, I'm not going to give great. away anything then because I think if people haven't seen it, it'll be fun for them to watch it and not know anything. But the reason that was a great segue is because the, the movie almost starts with Andy Samberg waking up in the morning and he happens to mention about his girlfriend's leg. He's like, that's a great leg. And she's like, well, come on, we can bone quickly. And then he can't finish. And, she, and then she's like, you can finish yourself off. And then he says, it's not you, it's me. And she says, you will, yeah, obviously. And, and immediately I said to my wife, it's not his fault, it's hers. If she can't sort him out. Well, she, if he's if he can't finish, then she needs to mix up her technique. Wow, there you go. Hey, wow. we wouldn't blame a woman, would we? If we if she couldn't finish off, we wouldn't tell her it was her fault. 
Maybe oh, actually, no, no, that's, that's a lot of guys. I absolutely do that. A lot of no, guys no, but Jamie, you can't do that because that's self censor. You know, you got to self censor. <laughs> yeah, sorry, you're Chris. You're absolutely right. I don't tell them. I just tweet it to them afterwards. <laughs> you didn't come. It was your fault. <laughs> All right, but, but yeah, but, uh, Josie. Yeah, thought thought <laughs> of it though. They said, but, let's get back to. They go, I had sex with full fat Jamie. Didn't come, and I go, hmm. I think you need to do your research, and I link them <laughs> to the store page for the Karma Sutra. <laughs> I know. I just like you. You re, you reply and go. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> which seem which I think coming from a guy is a much bigger burn. <laughs> yeah. But, oh my god. True. Anyway, Palm Springs. No re, uh, <laughs> enjoyable film. I'm a fan of Lonely Island. I have been for a long time, and I didn't realize it was a Lonely Island film. I did have it spoiled in the fact that I saw Andy Samberg obviously in the trailer, and then they do say something in the trailer which really annoyed me that they'd said it because it gives away the whole about plot the premise. The yeah. 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 It ruined it um ruining it uh but no it was still very enjoyable it was a new take on something we've all seen before but i'm not going to tell you what that is because i'd like people to enjoy it for what it is totally. um yeah funny like stupid had a great time and it's got well, i can never remember his name jk jk simmons jk simmons yeah oh who, he's he's great in it as well he's wicked have you seen um the uh roided out picture of him oh I don't think he I is at the gym Yes, where he's like, he's all vascular, his biceps are cut, popping out, he's got that grizzly old beard. Is he it recent? Like an absolute beast. I think it's probably maybe a couple of years, a year ago, 18 months ago. I want to like say it was his workout, as weird as it's going to sound, his workout regime for Batman, for... Um, oh, uh, oh, is he's... Um, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah. Although, to be fair, so I've typed it in, I'm looking at the pictures, and I'm also reminded of the fact that he was kind of yoked in... Um, Whiplash. You yeah. remember he wears yeah, that yeah. tight black t-shirt and his guns look kind of nice in it. Not like this, dude. Like <laughs> No, but still, like, in Whiplash, he looks kind of, like, surprisingly intense, given that he could look like okay. an old, frail man. Oh, you know I, see, I see what you mean. I see what you mean. You know what's really interesting about uh, oh, J.K. Simmons? Of it. Yeah, it does. Say again, yeah, Chris. Do you know what the really interesting thing about uh, J.K. Simmons? Mm -hmm. Is he... For the longest time, probably since it had a voice, he is the voice behind the yellow M&M in the ads. Oh, that's kind of cool. I didn't Even know. to this day. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if that's one of those lifetime roles he just got when he was, you know, slightly less visible. I mean, it's an easy gig, right? Surely. I suppose so. Yeah, I suppose so. We used to work with a guy whose dad was the voice of the meerkat. Oh, yeah. 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 That's another one. That's one of those. Having spoken to and met some actors uh, in my life and heard about how things work on kind of commercial deals and uh, you know how much money you can get paid, not just for being in them, but when they get replayed. And yeah. so every time I see one of those people, it's just like your entire career. Like Again, this might be UK-centric, but the Go Compare guy who's an opera singer who appears in right. car insurance adverts. I'm just like, you're <laughs> set for life, bro. You literally, you've been in adverts that have been on primetime television nonstop for over a yeah. decade now. You are set for life. It gets probably. even better with him, isn't it? Because at one point they try to go away from him as the go compare guy, and they tried a different, like, um, uh, what's the word? Like a different face of of the company, mm. and right. they just they were huge backlash. They no, we want the fucking annoying opera yeah. singer, and they just got him back. You say set for life, but I will point out that it wasn't that long ago that on um, is it called First Dates the restaurant 
program oh, yeah, yeah. that they had. Is it uh, Harold from the Halford ads? Is his name Harold? Oh right, Halifax. Uh, Halifax. Halifax. Yeah, he was the he was the bald black guy with little glasses. Who, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And who he gives, was on, who gives you extra? He was on that, and I was like, oh yeah, that guy. I remember he used to sing on the um, Halifax ads, and I don't think he's doing it anymore. So if you're not set, <laughs> yeah. Life, but I, I don't think I don't know if he quite did them for long enough and during the right era. I guess Mild I don't right, know. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I, 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 again, I just remember meeting someone who was in one advert once, and they were yeah. like, "Yeah, you, if you get the right advert, you could do pretty well out of it." Maybe oh, yeah. set for life's oh, cool. the wrong way of putting it, though. I don't know. But they can get oh, I, Christmas songs. That's where you want to oh, go, dude. If yeah. you get a banger of a Christmas song every year, you're like, "How are you going to pay for the insane Christmas that you do every year?" Don't worry, I'll wait until November, and then the royalty checks will start <laughs> yeah, rolling. Yeah, the, the Mariah Carey effect. Yeah, yeah. But totally. it, it's you, you just have to dominate a role. You have to be synonymous, right? Like uh, Charles Martinet as Mario. Like you've got to be irre- irreplaceable. You've got to be the dude that no one else can do what you do. Absolutely. True. And True. then you're set for life. And it doesn't matter if you ever do it again. It's because you're the only one that can do it. Yeah. Very you're not true. wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Fingers crossed we each manage to find our niche in the future because it ain't this. Um, <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, I played some Warzone as well this past week, um, and I think that that new map is okay, if not sufficiently different from the old one. And really? I also think, okay. do you remember this time last week we were halfway through the event, kind of awkwardly? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I did play through the, the destruction of Vedansk Part 2, and again, slightly underwhelmed. It was just another yeah. temporary mode that took place on Rebirth Island, followed by a cutscene. That seems to be the extent of what Call of Duty can do nowadays. Slightly different game mode and a cutscene. Enjoy. Off you go. <laughs> um, have, have you done? Have you collected the Adler info stuff? Nah, I'm not that fussed about it. It's like a. <laughs> okay. That's another example of like Call of Duty's doing an event. What is that event? Oh, it's just there are three new contracts that are essentially scavenger uh, contracts with a slightly different logo. And if you do three of them in three different places, you get a skin. Okay, that was going to be my question because I saw them and I was like, I'm not really sure. What, they're, ju- if, they're just they're just scavengers. Okay. Yeah. Basically, I don't know. That game's weird. It's fun. It's one of a kind. <clears> but clearly not designed to benefit from uh, live stuff in the way that stuff like Fortnite is. But we got into that discussion last week, uh, yeah. more or less. Um, I played a lot of Disco Elysium over the last couple Ooh. of weeks. That's the that's the big dog that's been taking up a lot of my time. Um, Have completely you been completely caught me off sucked off by it. I, I, I am at the moment. I'm 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 actually startled by how engaged by it I am because okay. I'm not a tabletop you know, RPG kind of guy. I'm not, you know, a dice roll kind of guy, traditionally speaking. Oh, I beg to differ, mate. I've played with you and you got well into it. Oh, see, no, there's a difference between enjoying dressing up and playing pretend <laughs> and enjoying tabletop <laughs> shit. Right, fair enough. I'm I'm a fucking, I'm, a, I'm a, an actor. I was trying to think of the, what the fancy word for actor is, but I not coming to me. I'm an actor. A- okay, actor. No, I'm a performer. I'm an actor. Um, that's, what, <laughs> that's what you saw coming out during that. But with this, it was um, I just found it very intimidating for a long time, and that's why I held off. And now that I'm into it, and I have given it some time and made sure all my play sessions are at like when I've got at least a couple of hours to delve into it, I really enjoyed. I mean, unsurprisingly, given what how well it reviewed and stuff like that, the narrative is the main draw for me so far. I just think that writing is super unique, um, and when it's at its darkest and its funniest and its most quick fire, its most rapid fire, it really kind of feels one of a kind. And that dialogue system is um, 
just just a, it has a depth to it that I hadn't experienced for a little while. Um, and certainly, you know, compared to the Bethesda or the Bioware approach to that kind of stuff, it really feels <laughs> um, like it's on a lo- another level, to be honest. Yeah. Which okay. I suppose was because the first iteration of this game before the director's cut was all written, right? So yes. they didn't have to worry about voice and like length and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of went into it. With, you know, I, I was going to say I went into it with nothing, no preconceived ideas. So the first mistake I made was you do like a character build, and it's kind of like you're putting points into certain stats. I can't remember exactly yeah. what they're called, but let's say like one of them is like kind of like intellect, and another one is more of like an emotional intelligence, and another one is kind of like a strength, kind of like dexterity. And I was like, oh, well, I guess the baseline, which is one, is probably you just being standard, and then you go above that. That's usually how it works, right? Yeah. Uh, turns out the baseline is not like zero, but it's like less than zero. So I didn't put enough points into like my intellect. So basically, my guy's just really <laughs> fucking dumb. Um, and this is a game. This is a game where you Open play the as a door. guy. Huh? Literally, <laughs> literally, like, and so there are skill checks and everything. And depending on your like level, you can fuck up immediately. Like, you start in a room with where like you wake up, you've got amnesia, you're kind of hungover and your necktie is hanging from a ceiling fan. If you fail a skill check to get your necktie down, you can accidentally hang yourself and die <laughs> and get game over in like the first 10 minutes. Wow. So like a lot, but it's one of those that's, games where you're, like you're meant to roll with the punches and like Yeah, and that's, that's where Jamie had to start again. <laughs> no, Because his I, character I, killed I him died on I very nearly died because I agreed <laughs> to sit in a, an extremely uncomfortable chair and it knocked, you actually got health, and it knocked one piece of health off. So I was like, one health, but luckily you can heal kind of manually as you go. It's a weird... What happens if you die? Do you just get to load a save? That, yeah, 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 you could load right. a save. Um, it, it, there's auto saves and quick saves, and you can save scum to make sure you pass certain checks if you really want to play that way. But the thing is, it encourages you to not play that way. Like, failure is... Yeah. Like, it's a game that's... They've wrote hundreds of thousands of lines of dialogue for this thing, and like, there's meant to be an eventuality for however you play, and like, you can fuck things up, and things can still go well. Um, and I think that's what really is the, the the genius of some of that writing is that it's so all encompassing that like, I've just I've been an idiot, but I've just rolled with the punches, and like, like you have like a uh, like a, a philosophical and a kind of like a like a political alignment. Uh, like you can become more of a communist and you might get like communist related like side quests and i got in loads of trouble with my site and with my partner because i keep begging for money to everyone we talk to and he thinks it's like me taking bribes and i guess i kind of am um and even the central mystery it's like a murder mystery is like surprisingly engaging if you just want to focus on that like there's already been a lot of twists and turns um it's weird and it's different and it's something i didn't think i'd enjoy but I, but I've given it the time, and I'm glad I have so far. Yeah. yeah, it it seems like one of those games that whoever I speak to that's played it just absolutely fucking loves it. I wish I could get into it, but I just don't have the time. Bro, I, I genuinely, like I said, I was intimidated, um, yeah. and I just thought like this isn't gonna click. I bought it because of the reviews, and it's not gonna work. But I'm, I've been really uh, pleasantly are you, are you surprised. You playing on PC? Playing on PC, yeah. Although the director's cut or whatever it's called, extended edition, I'm not sure, that's now available on pretty much everything, I think. And right. that's the one that introduced full voiceover for every single yeah. character in the game. And based on my experiences thus far, I can't imagine playing without it. Right. Um, if I if were to give one criticism, I'll just quickly say, um, mm. I think it's slightly overwritten at times. And I can't tell if that's like a criticism that I'm gen- generally making or if it's just an incompatibility between myself and the game. 
but sometimes it goes a little bit too like you know when you're talking to someone in a bioware game or a bethesda game and you have four dialogue options and you realize immediately one of them progresses the quest and gives you vital info oh, and yeah, the yeah. other three are exposition yes um that happens quite a lot in this game as well i think and it almost makes you feel like you should be listening to everything but that's like a lot of listening um and sometimes it's very wordy <laughs> in a way that i'm like okay like yeah like okay, hurry up now but then they to, added all this the fucking voice over so should i read it and skip when i finish reading or should i let the guy finish talking do i am i am i interrupting you mr voiceover man i'm sorry <laughs> I used to feel like I always had to listen to all the exposition. Like, even in Outriders now, when it's like a, you can ask about stuff, I'm like, nah, I'll just go for the main mission quest dialogue. <laughs> I don't need to hear about all that other stuff. Yeah, totally. There's a, and I guess you, you can get away with that in Disco Elysium. It rewards things, but it also doesn't punish others. So, right. interesting little game. Not for everyone, but weirdly ended up being for me. I also watched Mortal Kombat this week. Did it, did it, did it, did it, did Good. it. Good. Um, uh, uh, don't ask me if it's good ask me if I liked it did you like it yes fun <laughs> yes it's fun yes it's yeah. fun it's a dude, you, you both already know what to expect with this thing it's a fucking Mortal Kombat film there are fatalities someone says get over here uh, <laughs> yeah. someone says flawless victory you know someone's heart gets ripped out someone's head explodes you know uh, it, it, it's, it's good fun in the way that you want uh, a Mortal Kombat film to be um, kind of you remember when we were talking about Sonic and we were like hey, Sonic, the Sonic film made a lot of people realize that it's not about being identical to the games or like staying true to every single thing that the games yeah, did or yeah. said, but it's just about having a very obvious reverence for the source material and being right. self-aware and having fun with it, and that's what this film does. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and yeah. it's done really well, right? Like, it's gotten, it's made yeah, like, shit um, tons of money. It's a, It was number one at the box office in the US over the weekend, and yeah. I hasn't think... Even- hasn't even released in the UK yet. No, it's actually out in the UK next week on Thursday. Right. We've just got a release date. Well, cause... I'm going to have to wait then. How did you there watch you it, Jamie? Oh, I've got a friend who... <laughs> who um... <laughs> what do you call who, it? V- uh... Uh, VPN, or what do you call it? <laughs> did uh, Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Vic- my friend Victor Peter Nelson. Uh, he <laughs> Victor, Victor Peter and... Nelson Torrent. No, no, let, no, no, he, tor- he VPN, Torrentson. Torrentson. I paid. Yeah, I paid. I paid. I bought. I bought it on Amazon Prime US full price. Yeah, with a VPN go. that I pay for full price. Yep. Shout out to NordVPN if you want to save fifteen percent on NordVPN. <laughs> um, uh, or if you're yeah. from NordVPN and you want to sponsor our podcast, it's, <laughs> totally. It's good. But I think um, Hood in the uh, in the Discord said uh, just put it on and have a load of beers with you and that's probably good advice yeah switch your brain um, off put your yeah. open your eyes yeah it, fair enough yeah there is there's some silly shit in there there's some bad writing there's some bad acting but it's also it's a fucking mortal Kombat movie yeah but like, there's goro bro there's goro there's goro and there's gore like that's the other thing that this film immediately has over the 90s version is that like <laughs> fucking there's gore in this like there's Problem. like good Problem amount though, of times there's yeah. no chun li right <laughs> Do you want know you? There's no Chun Li, but also the thing I thought you were going to say is also true. There's I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't think it is. There's no Johnny Cage. Oh yeah, yeah I read that actually, yeah. and that's a that's a bummer. But uh, doesn't that isn't doesn't that fit with the lore or something? Apparently not. Not based on the original set. Like they, they, they've played it pretty fast and loose in terms of which characters right. get in on this time. Um, I must admit, of, I do not follow beat 'em up lore or. or um, <laughs> fighting game law at all i don't think it is i don't yeah. think it needs to exist uh, the, yeah 
Fair. Well, Mortal Kombat, I disagree with you on, but there you go. You just punch um, each other in the face. Who cares? Oh, he's his brother, and he's his disgruntled cousin. I agree And he with once you for... stepped no, on his foot, on, and now he wants to beat him in the throat. No, because Bihan was the old Sub Zero, and now <laughs> now he's Noob Cybot, and Noob no Cybot is Boone and Tobias backwards. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, I, again, I have reverence for it, um, as this film has for uh, the games, which is good. Um, but should we talk about some news? Yes. Ah, sure. If we have to, people I mean, did mention they wanted us to cover the news in in, right. in some some form. Well, I'll let those people know up front that. There wasn't a huge amount happening this week. A lot of this is just going to be us extrapolating and maybe conversing around things around the stories themselves because there's not that much meat on the bone. But we start with uh, the wonderful world of Sony and their first-party exclusives, which there's been a lot of talk about Mm. lately, I feel like, uh, both positive and negative. This one specifically, though, about the future of The Last of Us because Neil Druckmann was on a podcast this week and he said that while the third game in the series is not in development, there is a storyline that exists right now, that he has written up with, I think it's pronounced Hallie Gross, something like that, and that he hopes it can, quote, one day see the light of day. Um, so I guess I the mean, question... I will. Right, that, well, that's the thing. Like, Do you actually think A Last of Us 3 will happen at some point? That sounds like you're firmly in camp yes, right? Yeah, CJ. of course it will. Well, just for money reasons. Because, yeah. you know, The Last but, of Us no, but, 2... But there's, also, but there's also this creativity thing, right, where... As as an auteur, right? As someone yeah. who crafts worlds, like uh, the Druckmann, or Dr. <laughs> Uckman, as he likes to be called. Um, if you've got an, an itch of an idea in your head, that idea will stay in your head until you get it down, right? Yes. Uh, I, it's something that often happens, yes. As a creative as, myself. Especially if you have the outlet to actually do it. I'm not saying like, oh, I've got an idea for a game. I'm never going to make a fucking game. But like, hey, guess what? Fucking Naughty Dog, they can make games. And if he's got an idea for a game and people are on board and he is who he is, it's going to be made. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if, if what's ha- what happened with The Last of Us 2 would just like put you off. And so, uh, I was all saying, it didn't sound like much fun to make and it also didn't sound like much fun to uh, <laughs> put into the hands of quote-unquote fans in some yeah. cases. So. <laughs> I mean, and you know, you just know that anything you do, you're going to be raked over the coals for anything you do in the third. Anything you do to to even be seemingly, you know, an, something that the fans don't love a hundred percent, you're going to get raked over the coals for. So I could, I can imagine just being like, do you know what? That story can stay in my head. That's the law of what goes on next. <laughs> but I'm never telling anyone else what happens. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean- but then you don't go and say uh, on the record saying that you hope that one day it could see the light of day. No, that's, I mean, that's, that's very true. true. That's true. He also said that um, it explores, quote, what happens after The Last of Us Part Two, which again yeah. is kind of open-ended. Do you think they could ever go back to either Ellie or Abby after well, how did, people did, did you not? That did you not hear what he had said about the alternate ending that they had, the original ending that they had of Last of Us Part Two? I don't think I heard about this, no. It, no it's not drastically it. different. It's just no. that um, she Ellie goes back to the... Abby's head in. Is this Ellie a spoiler alert? <clears throat> Not really. Okay. Uh, Ellie goes back to the farm. Yes. Okay. The farm is empty, and Ellie picks up a toy and then walks out. So it's less ambiguous as to what she's doing. Oh, wow. Okay. That is actually a really big difference. 
It, it's a big I difference think. in a in a very simple oh, hang way. On, I'm missing something. How? Why is that less ambiguous? The the implication there is that that she's going to she's find going to go people. and find the son. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's imbi- I don't think the initial ending was ambiguous. Was ambiguous. I think it was pretty obvious that. I've changed I thought, my I thought it was I ambiguous. Had, I thought I it thought was that, more ambiguous at the time. I, don't I, I, I suppose the only thing that that clears up is where is she going? Yeah. Or, or at least where, what is she going to try and find? Whereas the, the ending that we got was a little bit more like, we could never see, we don't have to ever see this person again. Yeah, exactly. Really. She put up, she put up her guitar. She can't play the guitar anymore. She's yeah, let go of Joel. And she's, I'll give you, is that, is like, it could have ended there. Totally. No, I give you that the initial the the ending we've got is ambi- is is ambiguous to some degree yeah. because you don't know there is still an element of unknown. Whereas if she picks up the toy, I suppose yeah. it's not. Yeah, the asked. idea is the idea would be as as Neil Druckmann said, like she picks up the toy and she's going to go find them. I ha- I came, I told you guys I came up with the best idea for a third instalment of that series. It would have been so good. I can't, I can't remember. Can you do it? I can't you, remember it. What's either. the Cliff Notes version? Yeah, it was so good that I've completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you both know. You both you both hated it, so that's probably why you've blocked it from your memory. the The Cliff Notes version was, um, the Ellie and the son go off uh, when he's older, and they encounter another gr- because they go to get a cure that's apparently been made oh, at this fuck, at yeah. this place, and they're giving to people to cure them of the thing and they're like oh we can go and get the cure and we can bring it back and we can save humanity um but the it turns out that the, it's they're not they don't have a cure they're actually injecting people with stuff to make them into uh what, zombies whatever you want to call them and they inject the sun but ellie thinks he's uh cured but he's not because he gets injected and then he thinks he's cured, but he's not cured. And then he gets bitten and then he actually gets it. And then they find out there is someone who might actually have a real cure. And then Ellie's got to go and admit that she's got the she's immune. And then she has to, or like, loads of bullshit around that. But yeah, that's the different <laughs> version. So it was almost like her connecting with Dina's kid. Bit in a sort of huh. way. Interesting. Yeah. Long and rambly. Here's an alternate go. one. Uh, the, th- the third alternate ending of The Last of Part Two. She goes back to the farm, picks up the guitar, Turns out she can still play it just as well and says, right, it's time to get the band back together. And The Last of Us 3 is just a Guitar Hero clone where you play as, and the band's called like Ellie and the Infected. And but, it's it's only, like, but it's only three strings. Yeah, exactly. And, and the only song you can play is Take On Me. <laughs> okay, how would you feel? Here's a question. How would you feel if they did a third third entry and it turns out that Joel... I'm, I do I, is it spoilers? Can I say? Oh, uh, I mean, I, I don't. Think it's I think we kind of heavily implied this earlier as well. How is. would you feel if it turned out Joel didn't die and he survived? Oh no, that would be that would the world. They would set the world on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's retconning. Like, but he had he had amnesia because now. he'd got like yeah. you know where he'd been hit in the head. He'd got amnesia and he couldn't remember who he was. And Ellie just happens to hear about this bloke and she bumps into him and it's Joel and she's who like, was in the coffin. The- oh, uh, he is. Hold, hold on, he escapes and then <laughs> and then Abby's like, oh shit, he's escaped. Let's get someone else. 
beat his face to a pulp <laughs> with a golf club, so you can't tell who it is. Oh because there's no, there's no medical records that people can kind of trace back to. Oh, so I've yeah. got yeah. it. The reason why Ellie's relationship with Joel in The Last of Us Part Two is so contentious and the reason they sometimes get on and sometimes arguing is because Joel is actually two people, identical twins with split personalities, <laughs> and that's so that Ellie has to pretend as one person oh. to keep up appearances. And they only killed oh, right. one Joel. They killed the good Joel, and now the bad Joel <laughs> is still Evil out for Joel. revenge. Evil Joel. Yeah. So, you know, Neil Druckmann, get get in touch. We've we've got the answers. I got a question for you guys. Should Neil Druckmann change his name to Duckman? Yes. I think yes. I think he's at a stage in his career where he needs to be taken more seriously. So. Yeah. Do you think Neil... he could be like Darkwing Duck and call himself Duckman? I think he should go for something more more um impactful than Duckman. Maybe like Neil Fuckman. Fuckman. <laughs> I like it. Zuckman. Zuckman. <laughs> Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. Neil Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg. <laughs> he just changed his name to Zuckerberg for no apparent reason. Like, just the weirdest thing that ever happened in the games industry. Just so that um, when angry Last of Us fans go, Oi, are you Neil Druckmann? He goes, I'm Neil Zuckerberg. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. It's un- they just walk on by. Yeah, weird. Well, we'll keep tabs on that. Obviously, uh, everything Naughty Dog related seems a little bit up in the air at the moment. Yeah. Given what I'm, I'm looking forward week. to be 60 and playing The Last of Us Part 3. Yeah. There's an interesting thing there. Like, if you were a Neil Druckmann or a Corey Barlog right now, and you know the easy move is to make a sequel because it sells, are you nervous or are you excited by the prospect of making something completely new and having your entire reputation almost be reevaluated based on that new thing? Because oh. gamers have such short term memories. I guess yeah. it's. That's a good question. You're going to be different from person to person, right? But it's yeah, I guess it's definitely different from for Neil and Corey. Just totally. But the idea of like a completely new Neil Druckmann-led Naughty Dog IP after you know what is now almost a decade, two years shy of a decade of just The Last of Us and Uncharted, kind of intriguing. Yeah, I think it's safer. I actually think it's safer making new IP because they can seal they can seal off Uncharted and Last of Us as you know, tour de force in the video gaming industry without ruining the the memory of those games by yeah with with sequels True. that are official like <clears throat> yeah. law based games and if preconceived out- notions right like you don't have yeah. any preconceived notions it's, I guess that was part of the backlash of the Last of Us Part Two is people went in with preconceived notions yeah. and I think if you want to like look at Kojima right you're like no one can ever take Metal Gear Solid away from him like that's his no matter what he does with Kojima Productions um people are still going to say yeah but what about like what about this what about that whereas if he if he'd have made Kojima Productions and then he'd have released Metal Gear Solid 6 or, or just basically that game then people could have turned around and easily said oh it was shit it wasn't really him it was all about um it was all about the team behind it you know it wasn't actually about him so I think it's quite I think no. I think it's quite safe to move on to new IP. Yeah, yeah I, su- I suppose if um, if you've got the idea right, and if you've got a team that's behind it, and you've just got to kind of back yourself in the way you did before you made the thing that made your name. Yeah. Um, get get back to making games that people like obsess about, right? Exactly. Um, and speaking of games that people obsess about, be it positively or negatively, one game that seemingly can never escape the news, and maybe that's our fault, or maybe it's theirs, I don't know, is Cyberpunk 2077. Um, and don't okay. worry, we're not actually talking about the game this time. <clears throat> okay, can I just, before we get into this, can I tell you that yesterday I was thinking, should I play Cyberpunk last night? 
Oh, and, and um, I, I you obviously chivalry. decided not. I, I played chivalry instead, and then I and then I I was in it for the long haul, and then it turns out that chivalry was like a half hour thing. So it's like, mm, okay, should I should I play cyberpunk? And then I just played some Dota. So. There was a new update as well, like a couple of days. Yeah, they, they, it was averaged, Hardfix one point two two, I think. Right, that so far since <coughs> the big update the other month, they've averaged a new hotfix every two weeks, which isn't a bad tempo if they can keep that yeah. up. Don't but, get me um, wrong, I want to go back in. I want to finish it, but. Oh, bro, like, I, I still think that one day there's maybe going to be an opportunity for us to do the most delayed spoiler cast of all time or something. Because, like, <laughs> we're probably all three going to end up finishing at some point. And although I think it got spoiled for me the other day, I think I heard a twist that was kind of predictable, but. Uh, oh, okay. I think, yeah, I've I've definitely had, not the ending, but I've definitely had parts of that game room for me. By don't, don't say anything because I haven't. Yeah. No, no, I won't. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> Um, but yes, this week we're talking not about the game itself, but about some of the business end of stuff, because obviously mm. one of the things that made Cyberpunk notable was uh, the fact that refunds were a big part of its release, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, it was taken off the PlayStation Store. Sony and Microsoft were both pretty liberally offer- offering refunds, and CD Projekt Red themselves set up their own Help Me Refund program that, uh, as the name would uh, suggest, helped people refund the game if they were unhappy with the product they purchased. And we now know the knock-on effects of those uh, programs and some of the other things happening around refunds. Specifically on CD Projekt Red side, the Help Me Refund program uh, handle 30,000 refunds, which amounts to 1.6 million in spending on their part. So really, Nothing. yeah, tiny compared to everything else going on in that company. Um, I'm the- baffled that that many people returned it, if I'm being honest. I'm not. I'm, I'm baffled it's not higher. Well, but there, there is a reason why it's not higher. Yeah, and I will say, Chris, that and we don't know the numbers for this because it involves other storefronts, but yeah. you, we can kind of look at the finances and how much CD Projekt Red set aside to, to uh, evaluate that the total number, if you include, say, Sony store and Microsoft store and various other physical storefronts even, that the total amount that CD Projekt Red might have spent uh, or set aside to handle refunds is closer to thirty-seven million pounds. Ah, right, okay. Which is a bigger dent, not huge, not overwhelming for a company that generated four hundred million in revenue, <laughs> and I think their uh, profit was still in the two hundred million pound range. Yeah, it was their most successful successful uh, revenue year ever, right? Yes, and um, thirteen point seven million copies of the game sold. In 2020 alone, so basically inside that first month. And you'd have uh, to imagine that yeah. when they come out with the next-gen patch that they could see another bump. Yeah, that's what I was actually <coughs> thinking. Yeah. Is, is, is It's actually good that it's not on like PlayStation Store and stuff at the moment because when that game drops and comes next-gen, if it is just sold as a PlayStation 5, as an Xbox Series X game... Then you're gonna get a bump. I mean, you're gonna get a bump. I think you're gonna get a whole load of people who waited. You're gonna get a whole load of people, actually, funnily enough, who couldn't get hold of PlayStation Fives. So maybe would have would have got this game if they had, but then couldn't get hold of yeah. a PlayStation Five. So waited or or an Xbox Series X, and then they will when it comes to next gen. They'll have the PlayStation ready to go. They'll want to get that game and play it in a better form. And you'll see a bump again by the end of this year, which. Let's just hope that when they drop those new versions, that um, you know, there's there's less of a I don't know how to put it, less of a shit show of a launch, and that people get to enjoy it a bit more. You know what? The, yeah. You know what the problem is with it with the game is it's because it's not a bad game. It's really enjoyable, but it's not what people think it is. So what it really needs is just 
a bit of a different marketing push, but they're not going to do any marketing because, I mean, the, the game's the game now. Do you not think right. they'll try and market the next gen? But I think they may may try and push the next oh, gen. Oh, dude, you'll get you'll get like a next gen trailer, and that's it. Right? Maybe. Why? Why? Why spend more money like than you need to? To make more money, <laughs> no, I, I would have thought. I wouldn't be surprised if they're like coming to PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Da, 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 da. And, but they would have to rein in like some of the comments about RPG elements, some of the comments about yeah. Um, yeah. what you can expect to do. They absolutely would have to change the messaging around that. Yeah, It'd be interesting to see if they do it. I've, there's been a lot of conversation lately around the tale of some of these games with the next gen transition. Chris, I remember you you came to us. I can't remember how long it was with the numbers around Spider Man Miles Morales, which has yeah, just been right. yeah, mental, insane compared to other Sony first parts. I don't stuff. I don't remember what they were, but they were like more than The Last of Us Part Two, more than Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. It was quite and, mad. Um, I, I was listening to uh, someone discuss the other day. They were asked their opinions on Horizon Forbidden West and whether or not there was this fear within Sony that are there enough PS5s out there to justify a game like that at the moment or do you, you wait? And apparently what, Spars, what Miles Morales uh, illustrated obviously would have sold well on the PS4 as well, like you bought it, Chris. Yeah. But <clears throat> what they're finding is that, hey, a good amount of people bought PS5s at launch and own PS5s now. Almost all of them bought Miles Morales and every single month, a huge, another huge chunk of people buy PS5s, and they're also all buying Miles Morales. Yeah, exactly. You have so, to, right? It's the game yeah. that you have to buy with your PlayStation right. Five. And but so, there was a, there was sorry, Jamie. There was also a, yeah. a bunch of PlayStation st- statistics that come out. I don't have them in front of me, but I remember reading that PlayStation Five is sold just a little bit more than the PlayStation Four sold in the same time period. Mm. So imagine like, if they'd have had the supply. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's the point, right? So it, it it's actually maybe the best situation for um what's it called Forbidden West or whatever it's fucking called. Yeah. Um because exactly right, it's, it's you've got all these people with this install base that are waiting. They're waiting for content. It was like when the Switch launched and all you had was like Zelda and one two switch. And it's like, okay, yeah. well, what, well, you're just waiting for the next big one. And then as soon as it comes out, guess what? It sells fucking gangbusters because it's the next big one. Yeah. True. I, I don't know. It's weird, though, because now that the PlayStation 5 has had its launch, I don't know that Forbidden West feels like a must-buy game in the same way that Miles Morales did for me. Like, there was, there was no question in my mind about whether or not I, I was going to get Miles Morales because it was like, how do you want to experience what the PlayStation 5 has to offer? you have to play Miles Morales because you can compare it in your mind to Spider-Man. You can see the faster swing rate. You can see the yeah, yeah. graphics. You can, you can turn 60 frames on. You can turn cinematic mode on. Almost like when they dropped games like, uh, was it Rise, Son of Rome came out with Xbox? And it, although apparently it wasn't the best game, it was one you had to play because it looked so good. And it was like, it looks great. Everyone bought that game. I even wanted to buy that game on Xbox. <laughs> but... Um, just because it looks so good. And I think Miles Morales is that, whereas I don't, I don't think there's the same like need to buy Forbidden West as there I disagree, is Miles dude. Morales. I disagree because people, people always need to justify their purchases. You, you're spending all this money on a PS5. You're not buying a PS5 to play PS4 games at a better frame rate. No. Not, not mainly, not mainly, but you know. What you want is you want those new games, you want those new experiences, and you'll yeah. fucking lap them up. You watch. So we're going to miss it because it's happening just before we're recording. But the PlayStation State of Play for the new Ratchet & Clank game, 
that's going to sell. I bet you that's going to be the best selling Ratchet and Clank game they've yeah. ever released. Because... I, I, I fucking can't <laughs> yeah. wait for that game. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it looks cool. It looks cool. <clears throat> I mean, I can't wait for it, but I don't have a PlayStation 5, even, so fuck me. Even like, ret- oh, sorry, yeah. no, sorry. No, no. It, the, the, the fact of the matter is, it's a good time to release these games. And if you're telling me that you're not sure if they're going to be successful, you're mad. Because people need to justify not, spending not... that money or spending that amount of time trying to track down a PlayStation 5. And they're not doing it so they can play old games. No, no, I agree with all of that. I'm, I'm not saying it won't be successful, but I think Mars Morales for me stands out. And the reason being is because it came out on launch. <coughs> so even though millions of people got a PlayStation 5 at launch, you may well have people now who buy one and then uh, Forbidden West comes out and they're like, oh, okay, I'm going to get that game. But in my head, like most of the people that already own the PlayStation 5s aren't saying I have to own that. And if you look at how expensive the games are, like I didn't even buy the, um, I didn't even buy Cold War yet because I was like, do you know what? Do I really want to spend 70 quid on a Call of Duty game, even though it's a PlayStation 5 title? I didn't. I definitely didn't feel the need to yeah, go out although, and... Although it's not an exclusive, Jonesy. I think yeah, the, the situation, also, the discussion is, yeah, around it's exclusives... It's also, yeah. it's also not 70 quid because of that, because it's cross-generation. Uh, cross because yeah. you could have bought the PS4 version it's, and it would have given you the PS5 one. Of uh, Cold War? Yeah. Right, but, but then... But, um, uh, Oh, Jesus, what we were just talking about was it? Forbidden West is going to be seventy quid. So what I'm yeah, saying is, yeah. so what I'm saying is, you're now saying after the release, after everything's happened, it's going to be another just like, am I going to justify seventy quid on another PlayStation Five game? It will be successful. Will it be Mars Morales successful? I would be really surprised. No, of course it won't be because it's not because Mars be very very because yeah. you forget Mars Morales is on PS4 as well. Yeah, uh, I'd love uh, to know yes. what the split and, uh, of revenue was actually. Yeah, like, that'd be interesting. Uh, and and also yeah. like millions of people own ps5s and what you find a lot of the time and i think we could all attest this somewhat is that in for a penny in for a pound if you're spending fucking 400 quid on a console you can buy a game or two with it like you people yeah. write off those purchases within other larger ones 70 dollars on its own becomes kind of yeah. weird look at josie he, he bought fucking demon souls Bro, I've got I've got Demon Souls. I've got Demon Souls. I've got fucking Sackboy, a big adventure. Like <laughs> new console releases are hype. Dude, um, tell me about it. When when I when I was at university, the PSP had come out, right? But you couldn't get it in South Africa initially. So through my channels, I got a PSP, and it's like nice. I need games for this. And it was just when it came out, it's like I need games for it. Do you know what fucking games I got? I got a Dynasty Warriors, and I got NBA Street. Those are the only games wow. I had for the longest time. And do you know why? Because they were the only games I could get my hands on. When I got my 3DS, right. what was the very first game I bought on my 3DS? Super Splinter Mario. S- Splinter Cell 3D. Because <laughs> that was the uh. that was one of the launch games. You're definitely right about the, the cry like crying out for content on that yeah, platform. Like, and you're right. The Switch is an inter- the Switch is an interesting analogy because like you're right, the Switch, they need more content, like first party content on that. And yeah. p- first party PlayStation content does always smash it. Um, I think it, yes. I, I do I do think it would do well, um, Horizon. But I don't. I, yeah, I suppose. Do you, know, do, you know what, do you know what opened my eyes a little bit to that thirst in this past week was the uh, Returnal preview cycle, right. which made that game go from like this kind of weird little niche thing to all of a sudden a lot of people were kind of curious <laughs> about it in a way that I just I didn't expect it to ramp up that quickly. And yeah. I think if Forbidden yeah. West is like, I don't know like how much they can push the barriers in in you know, a year from console launch. But if it is visually unreal, maybe, maybe that's 
I don't know. By the way, a bit of live reporting. The Returnal review embargo dropped since we've been live. It's sitting on an 87 on Open Critic, mm. 86 on Metacritic. Decent. So That's healthy. Pretty healthy. encouraging for Returnal. Yeah. Um, do you know what else we'll be hoping for? High Metacritic scores and uh, and fan approval and fan rapture when it comes out yeah. later this year. Um, it's going to be the grand old return of the Battlefield series, which we haven't seen oh, since Battlefield yeah. 5 a couple of years ago. EA have confirmed it's happening. It's coming out this year. A bunch of different studios, but mostly DICE Studios and Criterion, are working on this bad boy um, that's apparently already in the polishing and balancing phase. Um, that's good to hear. That seems like yeah. normally we hear, um, oh, they're really struggling. They need some extra time. Well, so, there's, uh, still, there's still time, Jonesy. But yeah, it, <laughs> it, it is true. It it is positive, but you got to think that if you're aiming for like a September release, then yeah, they would be polishing and balancing now. Yeah. Plus, the rumor is that it's going to be announced sometime next month. Obviously, Battlefield Five is going to be a free game with PlayStation yeah. Plus in May as well. So, lots of Battlefield things coming together. Just a quick quote from the boss over at dice he says it has everything we love about battlefield and takes all of it to the next level epic scale all that military warfare crazy unexpected moments game-changing destruction jonesy massive battles packed with more players and mayhem than ever before all brought to life with the power of next-gen consoles and pcs of course that last sentence some people have taken to mean are they possibly leaving last generation consoles behind to push this beast to the next level maybe Maybe. are they hydrobutting it Maybe they're taking it to the next level. Wow. (laughs) But I think, I I was going to say, the the prospect of a, even if it comes out in last gen, the prospect of a next generation Battlefield game with, in their own words, game-changing destruction and massive battles, I think there's a huge room, a huge gap in the market right now, especially if Call of Duty's going World War II, for a modern day or near future Battlefield game with fucking 64v64 matches, um crazy levels of cool. destruction like, let me tell you I, cool, yeah so obviously um peaswad who's one of our big boy patrons yeah. he's fucking loves battlefield and he streams it and I, I watch him stream it sometimes and let me tell you like even battlefield 5 it, it just looks like a fun time dude it looks like a fun time yeah what, what this what this title needs and it has to have right because it's mad if it doesn't is cross-platform and as soon as you get into that cross-platform thing then Fuck, dude. The, the, you know, I I believe the sky's the limit. The sky's the I, limit. I don't think there's anything official, but my understanding is that it will, off the yeah. record, uh, be uh, have sort of cross-platform. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of think that in a weird way, though. I think they're the problem they've got with Battlefield Six is going to be that it's it's all to lose. Like they're talking a really good game and everyone's excited, but at the same time, the I don't think the world is the same as it was when they even when they were releasing Battlefield Five. I mean, you look at um war zone and things like that it's going to be tough it's going to be tough to pull people away from you know you got epic massive battles like yeah we already have that like the destruction stuff is a definite bonus but for me there it's good to talk a big game but then they have to um, back it up they have to back it up because if they yeah. don't back it up it will be a very very quick decline in my in my mind it won't take long for people to play it and go Oh, this isn't as as amazing as yeah, that, as which is almost what happened to the Battlefield Five Battle Royale, right? Like, yeah, people right. played it. It was decent enough. We played some of it, but it was fun. It, it was. Cool. It didn't have it didn't have anything to kind of keep you into it. True. 
People are fickle these days with free yeah. games, with free to play games yeah. as well, like so available. It's it's, yeah. it's tough. It was like that. It's that classic thing of you, you don't just have to be good enough to be good. You have to be good enough to pull people away from the thing they already like. And yeah. people, you know, the longer people expe- spend with games, whether it's Chris and Dota or myself and Warzone and Jonesy and Rune. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Great um, game. The, the longer you spend with it, uh, the more <clears throat> rope and lenience you allow it to be bad, right. even temporarily, before you move over to something else. Yeah. To have a totally, bad totally. patch, to have a pa- bad season, you allow those games that 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 legroom when you don't, and you don't with something that's brand new. Um, will be interesting to see if they have another crack at the BR thing. Certain influencers and insiders certainly think uh, that they will have another go. And yeah. uh, Chris, you, you were saying that uh, Dr. Disrespect has been even hyping up the the potential for a new battlefield field. Yeah, I think I think because I think Dr. Disrespect is getting really kind of tired of the Warzone formula. Right. Um and his frustrations are evident when you watch him play. Um and I that's think a, actually so that's one thing I sorry I to interrupt you. Yeah. But that's actually one thing I didn't think about. I one I wonder if it will come at it could be that they come at the right time and it's that it's the fatigue, the Warzone fatigue which actually does do yeah. them a service. Te- technically, it couldn't be a better time for them to announce a battlefield battle royale. Like Verdansk, uh, nineteen eighty four, is very much getting this kind of like it's okay. Yeah, no one, no one is shouting from the rafters saying how fucking good it is. And it's yeah. not enough of a change to make people even exactly, be, exactly. And uh, I think yeah, yeah, and people are just getting. Uh, it's like okay, well, this is stale. It's a game I've played every single day because I'm in on fucking lockdown. Let's get the next thing. And if yeah. you look at the Apex model when they launched, all you have to do is get the right influences involved in the launch. I'm not saying that Dr. Disrespect is going to be involved in it. You'd, you'd imagine that you would try and involve him in some way if you yeah. can. Um, Definitely. You, you know, you, you get the right mixture of influences, pay them enough money so they play it over Warzone, and guess what? Warzone decreases, uh, Battlefield goes up. But we don't know if there is going to be a Battlefield Battle Royale. It would make sense, but it might be uh, its own standalone thing, which is maybe not tied yeah. to Battlefield 6. Find out more Although, of some of <coughs> Yeah. Although the, uh, the, the <coughs> Valorant model did seem to be make get all the influencers to play it and then the, uh, the people will play it in reaction, and that just doesn't seem to have happened. Well, you no, see, that- see- I don't don't know if we're both about to say the same thing, Chris, but like that's the biggest misconception about Valorant. It's not not popular. Valorant is huge. Streaming? Is that not the thing that like streaming is huge, but then in reality, like not many people play it? Uh, Apparently it's both. Okay. Like apparently in terms of the numbers you would hope to get for a game debuting in the way it did, in the genre it did, and how much it like land had to grab from other similar games. Apparently it's doing just fine. Like they're happy with it. It is. So what's it the current? Is, How's it doing currently? It is fifth on Twitch, and it's got 140,000 viewers at the moment. No, but see that, but that's what I'm saying. The all the metrics about how much streaming is going on with Valorant is kind of um, irrelevant to me. I want to know how many people are actually. Okay, but playing I will tell Valorant. you. I will tell you that when you're talking about a a free to play game, that is not irrelevant because there's no barrier for you to say that 140,000 people interested in Valorant aren't playing it as well. No, it, you, but you can say that. If people are just watching streamers because they like... Stre- like I watch streamers who play games that I don't play because I like the streamers. So if you've got 140,000 people watching people play Valorant but they mm. don't play Valorant, then it's free to play, sure, but no one's spending any money in that game. So you I effectively guess so, but, have... But you see, the, the thing is about like 
it's what I learned about League of Legends, especially when you're going from like League of Legends versus Dota 2, blah, blah, blah. You've got to understand just how accessible League of Legends is. And right. you've got to understand just how accessible a game Riot can make when they're making a game like Valorant. And it's the accessibility. It's the free to play. Like this it's, is, I've just, I just typed, I just looked up, right? How many people yeah. are, play, are playing Valorant? And I just, you always get the same stuff with Valorant. It's like the game's not dying because it's got peak viewers and it gives you peak number of viewers watching it. How many channels are streaming? I'm like, I don't care. Just tell me how many people are playing yeah. the damn game. Well, you but might never know because that. that's entirely controlled by Riot. It's not going through any and kind they of won't t- yeah, third they won't party client and they won't say. Yeah, there, there was a thing I'm looking at now from January of this year where Valorant's player count rose by 29% month on month and earnings went up 39% month on month. The okay. implication possibly being that the, uh, the uh, investment they're making into influencers and Twitch is kind of keeping it current enough that more people keep trying it. Like the player count yeah. just keeps growing. I don't know if that uh, reflects in the overall player count and kind of how many people drop off. But um, but you're right. You're right. The way Riot control numbers means that all we can people like me and Chris can do is go. Apparently, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. um, but well, it's like right, Blizzard with with World of Warcraft, right? They've stopped publishing the numbers. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, because they don't want to admit. Well, because <laughs> in the in in World of Warcraft's case, is because they kept on going down each expansion. Yeah. it doesn't help it doesn't add anything to them if they show that it's going down i guess it doesn't aid like they don't want yeah. you to know because then people the narrative becomes oh then it's dying it's a dying dead game, game. Numbers are dead going game. Down. every <laughs> single reply on twitter yeah. dead game <laughs> dead game um because every game is dead according to twitter um, yeah exactly well don't a dead game it's the biggest esports in the world uh, uh well, I wish in that big, biggest esports. It's the dead biggest game. prize pool esports in the in the world. Yeah, dead well, game. Uh, sorry, dead game. Dead, dead game. game. Don't know why I'm saying that. Jo- dead game. Show which game isn't dead. Yeah. And this is the last little news story before we put by on this podcast is the hottest new arrival. One of the most anticipated games of the year has finally crash landed on both PC yeah? and mobile devices. We've even got a man on the scene this week who has had fur- personal, hands-on, real-time wow. experience <clears throat> with. As again, one of the most anticipated titles of all time, perhaps. Fuck me, what could it be? I'm, of course, lads, talking about Brazzers, the game. Uh, Brazzers put out a game. Brazzers put out a game, and our very own Alex Jones (laughs) has played it. Jonesy, we've got to come to you first. Tell us. Uh, I have. I played the the tutorial. uh, Wait, so this is is not a a bullshit thing. This is not a why-not. Brazzers, the game is real. You can download it right now. Uh, we, we, we're going to talk about it I'd never heard of it so I thought I'd dip in because it's free you can just sign up with a Brazzers the game yeah Brazzers the game and I signed just, up uh, don't mind me just looking at my phone quickly and I played the um, the tutorial and I can tell you that it is probably what you'd imagine it is uh, got some naked ladies it's got some real I, I guess what they've done is animate actual porn stars to put them into the game there's some dialogue in there there's actual recording I can tell you, Jonesy, not just any old uh, porn stars, but 10 featured adult artists, including the likes of Sherry Deville, Abella Danger, Phoenix Marie, Johnny Sins, Kieran Lee, and Geordie. I can tell you that the, um, the voice acting is about on par with what you'd imagine from uh, said <laughs> actors. <laughs> um, do you know what? I played it for the five minutes of the little uh, tutorial. It's hot trash is what it is. Um, wow. It is one of those games that is obviously just there to serve a completely ulterior purpose. It seems Jonesy. like the gamification elements are boring. The um, the animation stuff is Jonesy, lackluster. I mean, I, I was... 
fucking hell, now I've got to pull the curtain. This back is from this is absolutely the behind the scenes. Jonesy, I was trying to get Brazzers as a <laughs> they as need a to sponsor. Up their, <laughs> mate, they need to up their uh, their their gameplay. Like it is because the whole point of this is what is to lead people into the prime, like a prime subscription to Brazzers or to get, like, yeah, probably right free stuff and that. And it feels like it. It is painful. It's one. It, they actually do. There have, are there are, boob, there are boobies in this. There are there are, but but it's like so that doesn't make it a decent game. Some of those, um, yes, yeah, if, you, if you want to see Braz's boobies, you just go into Pornhub, right? Yeah, you just see somewhere else. Like, why you'd want to see um, a slightly worse, but, but, but this, this could be so, it could be something fun, right? Like, if if they do Hang what on. FIFA does with Ultimate Team, but you have like Ultimate Boners, and, it, so and it seems sorry, mate, go on. Nut Taku say this game is a, a clicker. Who <laughs> says Nut Taku? Nut Taku. That's where you, that's where the game's being sold on PC. Nut Taku. Uh, let me let yeah, me pub- published by hey. Nut Taku. Developed by the way, for anyone interested, by uh, Just Nice Things, the developers of Pocket Waifu. <laughs> Pocket I, d- waifu? I suppose when you're a company with the money that like someone like Brazzers probably got, I do wonder why you don't just make a get like an actual interesting game and skin it with your sexy ladies. Like hmm. why? Why do who, you mind, who, why make a trash game that's just going to waste money? Jonesy, who, who would you bone first in the game? Who's who are these people that are available? I don't know, I'm looking. <laughs> Sherry, Deville. I'm looking. I'm looking at the tags for I the don't game. Know these people are. Animated sex, big ass, big tits, first person, hardcore, <laughs> real life, POV, Nutaku exclusive, free to play, realistic, bisexual. Okay. I'm gonna, I, I like didn't it. actually look who's in it. Let me say, let me see. There's a, a there's a memory album with videos in it. One of the videos starring Carolina Sweets is called Stuck and Fucked. <laughs> of course there's is. a there's one with Phoenix Marie called Misappropriation of Fun Bags. How do I see? I'm trying to see if I can see who's in it. Uh... That guy looks like he's flying. He's half the size <laughs> of her. Oh, we didn't. That happened. We didn't even talk podcast. about that. Oh, we had so much. We had so many funny jokes, by the way, everyone, about how the girl in Ratchet and Clank is called Rivet, but she should be called Nut, but you can't call her Nut. So the safer work safe word is going to be Ratchet and Nut, and uh, that's how you're going to let us know that you made it to the end of this podcast. And with that, we all thank we thank you all so much for joining us on this riveting, uh, no pun intended, little Ratchet and Clank wow, throwback nice, hashtag nice. comedy journey. Whether you were listening to us on a podcasting platform of your choice or on Paisley Radio or you're watching us on YouTube, remember to like the video, uh, to rate it five stars, to leave us a friendly, happy comment, and don't forget to send us those DMs. Again, we're not going to pressure anyone into sending any dick pics. No, no soliciting. No soliciting. soliciting. But again, Chris has a a thirst for hot, throbbing cocks. And on that note... Gerard Butler, get in touch. Yeah, exactly. Gerard Butler... We'll be joining us next week. All the more reason to stay subscribed, to tune in, and we'll see you there. Bye. Bye.